Okay, welcome to the uh, Art Eater Podcast 47. Oh, oh, I forgot. I forgot to say the thing. I, said, I almost forgot. Good morning, class. Welcome. <laughs> welcome to Art Eater Podcast 47. Um, so uh, today it's a continuation of our last podcast where we we're talking about our favorite fighting game stages. Um, yeah, so uh, if you missed the last one, go ahead and uh, check that out. Number 46. Uh, yeah, so we uh, are talking about our all-time favorite fighting game stages. Uh, last time we covered Alpha 2, Guilty Gear, Street Fighter 3, uh, King of Fighters 13. Um, and we lightly, lightly touched on uh, Darkstalkers and Samurai Showdown. Um, uh, and, uh, to, to, you know, we'll, we'll pick up uh, where we left off. Uh, first, just a quick, quick introduction. Um, I'm your host, Richmond. Uh, and uh, yeah, yeah, everyone else, just uh, quickly, quickly introduce yourselves. All right, uh, this is James Stanley. I'm a storyboard artist, art director, and a comic book creator. Uh, as always, it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, love talking about fighting games, especially uh, fighting game stages. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Hey everyone, it's Thomas. Uh, I'm a French developer. Uh, I was going to say from France, but that's obvious. And uh, well, yeah, I'm back. Uh, I'm back after missing the previous one. With uh, I have some stages for you people, so I'm glad to be here, and uh, I can't wait. Hello everybody, Adam, AJ, game level designer, pixel artist, international taekwondo fighter. Pleasure to be here once again. Really happy to talk about stages with the guys. Let's get right into it. All right, and cool. we got our uh, special guest, Mike. Hey, I'm Mike, otherwise known as the, uh, the other Mike Judge. I go by Goro Toro Online. Character designer, animator, all-around creative, and a lover of all things video games. Really happy to be here. All right, okay. So uh, last time it. we left off at uh, Samurai Showdown, and I, I, I just, yeah, that is the perfect place to uh, pick things up. So take it away, Mike. I know, I know. This is your, your jam. This is yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. This game, um, very important game, at least in my, I guess. Uh, how do I video game career? Just me, me, me playing games. You know, this is a major, major game at San Francisco State University. Um, I'm looking through just what you guys had already covered. It looks like you talked about Gendro Stage from Samurai Showdown too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, last yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. This is yeah. very true. Yeah, so Beautiful. last time we yeah we specifically left off on uh, I believe on uh, Hanzo's stage. The, the okay, like, yeah, yeah, with just that mm-hmm. eerie like bloody red sky and just like the the, the fields going. Uh, you know, yeah, it's like yeah, the war is games. over. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Just it's happened. after the battle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm saying, you know, I want to be as focused as possible, but I have so many stages in in my mouth right now. Um, We're all about tangents. Yeah. Yeah. If I have to pick one, I'll I'll pick one. I want to be focused. Um, I'm very tempted to say Green Hell from Samurai Showdown 1. This is my clever way of sneaking in, too. Uh, Actually, no, but I'm looking at uh, Nicotine stage from Samurai Showdown 2, and that would be the steps leading up to the temple. And um, it was brought back again in Samurai Showdown 3 with his, I think it's his grandson. I think uh, Gaira is his, is his grandson. He's yeah, the other yeah. yeah. Um, and it was more misty or orange or something like that. They changed the colors. It was kind of the same stage, but atmosphere is just on point. It's super creepy with the, there's like Buddhist chanting going on in the background. There's no music. There's just that occasional, I forget the name of the, the instrument, but it's kind of like a thunk sound, you know, that, that you would hear like maybe at the temple. This all stri- cool. any, oh, it's sort oh, of a drum um, cushion for sure. It's you know uh, it, it looks like a fish. It, it's like a wooden. Uh, 
yes. hollow wooden drum. It's always uh, shaped like a fish, and it, you hit it with a little mallet, and it, it just makes that like, you know. Like, yes. Really. Oh sharp. yeah. Yeah. Um, I I had the OST to this to this uh, game for years. I lost it, and I'm really bummed about that. But it was just one of the songs on there, and it was always creepy. People were like, "What are you listening to?" But it's just guys chanting that with the mist and like like the like the kind of flickering little flames on the stone um the stone lanterns there. Unbelievable. Yeah, I think that's that's one of the all time. Um, it just left a stain in my brain. I'll never forget it. It's also if you guys, I know that uh, AJ looked at. Um, uh, you were mentioning Nick, uh, sorry, Ninja Scroll recently. You just discovered it, just seen it for the first time. Hell yeah! I believe that's yeah, that stage come is in that movie. Uh, Rich, you, oh, you know really? yeah, about? yeah, 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 totally. Oh, yeah. I know, I do, I know what you mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, I didn't yeah, even knew that. Yeah, caffeine is pretty much based off of um, uh, what's his face, the you know the monk, the undercover monk dude from uh, uh, Ninja Scroll. Uh, it's right? name, mm-hmm. name uh, Dakuan. I think his name is yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a spy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's the same exact character. And he's, that's when they came out roughly around the same time. So, you know, we're going nuts. Like, what? who is this guy? How is he in both things? You know? Um, <laughs> but yeah, that, that one definitely, uh, you know, and I saw that. I saw you guys posted the Green, green Hell from uh, Showdown 1. I won't talk about two, but but yeah, I would say I would pick Gyra out of Gyra uh, Nicotine Stain as one of my all time favorites. Nice. So e- even in part two, there was no music? I believe there wasn't any music yeah. in that. It was. Um, and then when I say that Buddhist chanting, that Japanese Buddhist chanting, do we all know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, the, just the, the the chanting the sutras, yeah. Yeah, it, but it sounds scary yeah. for some reason. I thought, I thought this is for enlightenment oh. or like, <laughs> you know, but it sounds like a magic spell. It's like, and they just do this whole thing. <laughs> um, I highly recommend that anybody, anybody listen, just pull it up uh, on YouTube and, and freak yourself out because it's, it's definitely it's atmospheric, and, and the yeah. beautiful thing about Showdown Two is, if you really pay attention to those stages, a lot of them are extremely efficiently designed. Because I, I think they're probably wary of you know probably disk space or whatever you know the cartridge space, and they had to be really efficient with how they uh, did their graphics. So there's lots of mirroring and clever tricks. Like I believe in the Gendro stage you mentioned, uh, if you look closely at that, it looks like they just took a bunch of those pieces of wheat and instanced them on top of each other. Yeah. So it might be just one asset just replicated. A bunch of times in the foreground and then just some shimmering in the background it's super efficient but it's extremely effective right like it, you feel like you're in a place you know um that's that i could ramble on forever that's what i got anybody have anything i showed up to oh, oh my god so many uh great stages um i mean again Giro's is awesome with this that sweeping you know all, all the the fields of wheat um i always really like the cham cham stage with the uh, the flamingos mm. it's yes. just so like colorful and and just just cool i i remember at the time like uh just seeing that for the first time it was just like one of the most stunning colorful just appealing stages yeah ever it was so awesome i'm gonna um i i i'm gonna quote uh, uh aj i know you adam you know this guy you know uh, alistair uber ovary the fighter absolutely of yeah, course yeah. i do yeah yeah i remember uh just he, he's actually a big video game nerd uh, and he loved Samurai Showdown. And I, I remember in an interview, he was reminiscing about how uh, Samurai Showdown 2 was his favorite. And he, he, he said, oh, cool. back then, wow. seeing it at the arcade, it was like, graphics will never get better than this. And I, you know, I, I had that same feeling <laughs> with this game. It was yeah. class, like a living painting. That's right. Yeah. 
Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, there's, there, honestly, there's always like a huge like connection with regards to like fighters and video games. Obviously, you know me, duh. But I mean, like you also know like a lot of people. Others, uh, for example, there's a couple of. Do you know like Angela Hill, for example? Like oh, she oh, was yeah. doing the whole like yeah, yeah she, she was doing the whole like Sagat like laugh and stuff like that a while ago. There's yeah. other people like Israel Adesanya. Like there, there's so many people out there who take like really interesting parts of the media which we enjoy and then incorporate yeah. those into their fighting persona, so to speak. But yeah, we we love to see mm. it. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know that about the Ream though. That's cool. Yeah. Oh man, we should do a podcast on that next. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. You see, I'm here for it already. You yeah. see, I'm here for but, it. But but yeah, but but back back to Samurai Showdown. Um, I, I think mm, yeah. one of my favorites is I, I got to go with uh, Green Hell from Samurai Showdown. Oh, thank you for saying it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's uh, it's such a fun stage. It's um, got the uh, the the crazy. Uh, uh, there was Tam Tam stage in part one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, with the, mm-hmm. the, the crazy statues, and they got like the see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil thing going on. And then just, back, yeah, yeah. yeah, one of them's just totally uncovered, you know, like, um, and uh, it, it's it, like there's like the totems and stuff. Um, it's got a weird symmetry to it, but but they do mm-hmm. little things to like break it up. Yeah. Yeah. They even have they have one more instead of just the normal three that we see or would yeah. hear about in the show. Yeah. Like yeah. The, yeah <laughs> no, no. There's like a fourth one. It's all yeah, evil yeah. looking. It's just yeah. evil. <laughs> well, evil. Yeah, do, do you know what he's doing? If you if you pull it out, do you know what he's doing? He's covering his crotch. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I was going to say. This monkey is <laughs> covering his balls. <laughs> that's not for real. Like, <laughs> that's wild. Oh, yeah, that, it's super fun. Yeah, I love how, how those uh, SNK stages always had some, you know, a lot of uh, cascades, water cascades and things like that. That's like yeah, a specialty, yeah, that's uh, a very uh, SNK specialty. I think you talked about the Last Blade uh, stages in the in the previous episode. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, yes uh, we did. Yeah, that was one of the, my favorite stages is in, is in this one with the, the waterfall, the, the ghetto stages. Oh, that's that beautiful. Yeah. 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 I think it's really interesting the way that they've gone so far as to get so many different like Mesoamerican like civilization uh, aesthetics in fighting games because these appear quite a lot, mm-hmm. but you don't always see these in other games. Like to be honest, mm-hmm. it's it's quite interesting. I've always wondered about why that is. And obviously, you want to kind of you know like <clears throat> other early Street Fighter get you know one person from each you know continent, each place, and then sort of represent them. But yeah, I think it's really interesting to see like this like so well represented. I suppose not only just the fact that like it's not something that we see like every day like now in our video games, I suppose, but also I would really wonder. I would love to hear the perspective of someone from like these lineages from these areas and stuff and how it is that these fighting games were not only just received there but how it is that they felt or feel like about this i, I think it's really interesting yeah 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 i agree hey f- talking about lineages i want to talk about stages happening in france guys do it all right and there's there are two that, that i'm going to 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 share with you two stages one is absolutely not the truth and the, the other one is absolutely the truth. Okay, okay, you ready? Okay, that so maybe you can try to guess uh, which one is the first. Like, try, try me. <laughs> not not uh, the truth. It's like, a, it's okay, totally not. France is not really like that. Mm. Okay, so the first one, maybe you've talked about it in the previous one, is of course. 
the famous oh, yeah. French stage oh, yeah, from K. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> People, I'm, I must warn you, if you come to France and you've only seen France through King of Fighter 13, the Champs-Élysées, it's not like that at all. Oh. First of all, <laughs> there's only cars, you know, right, in the Champs-Élysées. There's absolutely no café on, on private ground in the Champs-Élysées. It doesn't happen. And after that, it's not in France on the Champs-Élysées. You don't, you don't only see, uh, like... Very fat woman dancing and taking <laughs> cafe with with uh, with uh, you know a board saying "fête son mieux," which means "do best you," something like that in English. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to say I love this stage because it's so anachronic. You know, it's every cliche you can take from France and put it in a stage. It's this one. But the other one that I absolutely love because it's the truth you, you there isn't any more more french stage it's basically the reverse the riverside promenade from Tekken tag tournament 2 which is basically oh. the uh, a bridge from france uh, that cross that go across the scene the the seine the the sea, the um, yeah the the river that goes through Paris, and you can see the very Osman uh, buildings from there. You can and um, you can also fall from this stage to another part of the stage, which is the the the, the riverside. The, so what we call the Quai de Seine, where uh, that where at the time of the game, I think uh, cars were still able to ride on them, and now it's uh, it's only uh, on foot and for bicycles. But what I love about this stage is that they made a stage in Paris where it rains, <laughs> and the weather is absolutely awful during all this stage. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't you can't make a better representation of Paris like this because. Everybody knows Paris, you know, it's beautiful. Uh, have you watched Emily in Paris, for example? I don't think so, no. No, that's, uh, that's, uh, you should, that's super fun. That's super fun. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's all, you know, you, you watch the series, you're like, okay, so France is always like the, the paved grounds and uh, the, the small cafe, the nice chef and mm -hmm. uh, things like that. But actually, Paris is uh, a very dense city. There's way too many cars. And the weather is awful half of the time. So <laughs> I really love that, uh, you know, the, the Tekken team did uh, a stage that reflects on this reality of Paris. <laughs> oh. So I don't know. Have you, have you played it? Have you played Tekken Tag 2? Maybe? A long Once? time. Yeah. 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 You don't remember this stage because that's one of the things that I like the most too is that you don't forced you're not forced to you know remember it as a paris stage because it's so mm. bland you know i think you've talked about very cool stages and uh, very appealing <laughs> stages but this one is not at all and i love it <laughs> i love it yeah for sure <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's good yeah no, that's, that's exactly what i was going to say it's good because like every now and again you do get a stage that is just kind of so like blank and plain. And mm -hmm. I kind of just want to just spiral off this very quickly, actually, because you mentioned Tekken. One of yeah. my favorite stages from any fighting game ever is Infinite Azure. From, yeah! From, uh, 
Yeah, that's yeah. that is it, that is my favorite for sure. It, it, it's such a beautiful stage, and like mm. it's just breathtaking to imagine a space so like literally infinite and blue and just vast and calming Ooh, and peaceful yeah. but exciting and you know and the anticipations that are bubbling as you're about to fight mm. somebody else in this you know infinite expanse of water and blue sky and air and all the rest of it. It's great. I really love it. And I think that it's also quite cool because you have like a moment to kind of like just reflect on not only just like your own skills, but also. So it's like it's kind of it's kind of cool to just like think about that. And also, of course, the song is like a banger. So like, there's yeah. also that, too. Yeah, the song is incredible. It's the meme. Yeah, it's the meme. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, what is very good about this stage that they can add, you know, um, infinite stages for a long time and most of them haven't aged very well you can see really the the the, the disconnect between the the texture that that makes the stage underground you know mm -hmm. but i really like yeah, infinitizer for this oh. because they they found better techniques to to do this but Absolutely. even in tekken 7 there are some stages if you focus you know on the connection between the the background and the ground you're like, ah, it's, it's not that good, you know? You can still see that it's not that w working that well. But Infinite Hazard is incredible for this. It's like the, the perfect setting, both thematically and uh, technically, you know? It works for the mm. <laughs> at the same time. Absolutely. <laughs> James! <laughs> all right, we got a question, right? So, so, so the, real, the, the real question in all of the glory that is uh, real France what we need to know, you know, I mean, yeah. I know I can't be the only person that's thinking this is just how real is Remy's stage in Third Strike? <laughs> that's it's such a strange real stage. <laughs> I must tell you, I'm man. Like, why are these tools breathing like smoke at me whilst I'm trying to like parry somebody? Like, I don't want it. Like, why? Like, <laughs> wow. I must tell you guys, it's 100% the truth. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Nightclubs in 1999, they always looked like that. You know, you, we had giant sculptures of skulls with, uh, with hats. We had Neo from the Matrix in the background. <laughs> we had, you know, barrels of wine because we all drink wine because it's France, of course, <laughs> laying on the ground in the streets. I must tell you, actually, you know, the Remy stage, it looks a bit like my city. It's gray. It's you know, uh, dirty. Apparently, people are drinking all the time on the ground. So, I think that's perfect France. And uh, you know, on the middle, there's this like um, this uh, pole uh, waiting. That's I. I must tell you guys, that pole is super French. <laughs> that that's some Absolutely. French pole, or I didn't, or I don't know what a French pole is. <laughs> and behind the an image. And behind oh, this guy, you know, there's there's a guy with a um, with a red uh, shirt, and he's he's, he's uh, has a beret, a beret, <laughs> <laughs> which is also a very very French thing. So 100% French. Uh, I think it happens uh, maybe in a um, in a city uh, near the sea because we can see a crane or a hook from a crane in the background. So yeah. 100% French, 100% the true, and uh, Remy is also 100% how we dress, uh, act, and uh, fight, of course. Absolutely. Oh, there absolutely. you have it. All right. Mm -mm 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 -mm.
Now, and now we know. I was going to mention this. I was going to mention this very quickly. It's been silly, but like there was a picture that was taken back in like 2016 time, I think. And like this image went viral, and like so Sorry, many people nah, bro. laughed at this one picture. So basically, right, there's a there was an image of like a night out taken in like uh, New Year's. But here in Manchester, I just posted an image of it in. But yeah, <laughs> lots of people was Amazing. lots of people were saying that like this was like a it looked like an old like Renaissance or like classic like painting of just like mm-hmm, it perfectly mm-hmm. captured like a night out in England. But to me, yeah. honestly, it kind of reminded me of like a fighting game stage, like a little bit. Yeah, just like, the way yeah. that everyone's kind of like spaced out so perfectly, like just mm-hmm. the way that you're at the corner of like the intersections of two streets here, like Well Street and another place at the Arndale, which I've, it's weird looking at this and like, explaining this to you guys because like I know where this is, like I could walk there now. But it's yeah. just like, yeah, it's really, really strange to look back on. But yeah, like, I think it's really interesting what it is that you were saying, though. Because, I mean, like, we, we don't often see stages <laughs> that are so set at this specific point, like, in, d- during the night, like, at an event. Mm-hmm. So, for example, like, during, like, a night out specifically, it has a very kind of, it's, it's got a charged energy to it. You know, like, alcohol will be involved for a lot of people as a kind of, like, a as a tension mm. and, like, excitement and a palpable, like, joy in the air. Music's kind of, like, beating. You normally hear, like, you know, the uh, the the bass of, like, whatever music's playing out of whatever clubs as you're walking by. The, you know, you've got the cold sort of, like, stiffness of the air a little bit as well. Like, you know what I mean? It's, like, you don't always see that reflected through, like, a fighting game, like, stage. There have been mm. parties, like, in fighting game stages before. But, I mean, I think the third strike really kind of, I don't know, it, it captured the intrigue of one, which is why people kind of remember it in such a in such a specific way. I don't know, maybe, maybe that's just me. I, I always think it reminds me of a, of a cool kind of, like, night out party vibe. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, it, I, it definitely feels like a cemented place. Like, like yeah. they may have seen this place, and it's, like, something that you could walk into, you know? Like, exactly. a lot of times fighting games kind of have, like, a impression of, like, a place but then there's a few stages where you feel like you know what you could walk into that club you know and then that could have been a stage you know what i mean like it there's something about it that's very like uh visceral and immersive so like yeah mm-hmm. yeah sure. i really i really like this one because i, I just sent the, the one of the kof uh, 94 so the first kof uh, which is the japanese stage and uh, it's <laughs> it's also like perfectly not japan you know <laughs> because there are cops there are barricades and it's much uh, you could think that it's m- happening maybe in hong kong or china or maybe england like like you just said but i like uh, it's just as you described there's an energy inside it with uh, people you know uh, doing the rounds uh, passing by and things like that so that's um yeah that's super cool. Yeah, it, it's it's a uh, it's in the middle of the street, right? You're on the yeah. crosswalk, but they, it's like they closed yeah. everything for the fight. Mm-mm-mm. Like there, there's an overpass in the background, and there's just hordes of people watching and cheering. And um, yeah, I, yeah, I realize like all so many of the th- twelve and thirteen stages are um, all about bringing back the energy of uh, KOF '94. Yeah. These stages where like everyone's cheering you on, where everyone's having a good time watching the fight. Oh, and yeah, I agree. Yeah, this stage in particular, some trivia. Um, if you look at the far background, you see like some skyscrapers, and they, yeah. uh, you know, they reference that from Akira. But yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, I, I mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, I could tell. I could tell. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the, the color scheme too, because Akira made the very unusual but like really moody decision to actually depict night not using uh, blues but like using a lot of reds, um, which I think actually really gets across the the uh, urban. Uh, feeling, you know, the artificial uh, streetlights. There's just sort of this red pallor on everything, and um, 
and then there's sort of like it, some of them look like protesters too so that it's very mm. very like akira like and then there's like some frantic cops trying to like keep everything in line and it's just hopeless like every, everyone's just having an awesome time yeah. mm -hmm. thinking about you know you you said there's a reference to akira i wanted to um to talk about this stage from SNK vs. Capcom Chaos, which is the, the stage of uh, the final boss, Red Aramer. And, oh. uh, and I, lo I love this stage because uh, I, I, don't, I, don't, I'm, I think we already talked about this in another podcast, but they basically ripped <laughs> a painting from Friedrich inside the, inside the stage and uh, put it in the background and on the ground there are the 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 faces faces from the from berserk yeah. and yeah. Uh, and uh, that's that's so so funny because the it's it's logical you know <laughs> because berserk is heavily in, um, inspired by romantic uh, imagery and paintings but mm -hmm. from those guys to be like okay we're going to do the the l stage from uh, for red armor and we're going to Copy past some Berserk and Friedrich inside the stage, and after that we're going yeah. to put a giant red fire uh, milestone into the sky, and you're like, okay, no, no fight on this, please. <laughs> <laughs> please, it please kindly fight like behind a, the flame do, do you know in um in yeah? Did you do you know in Earthbound that uh, that that like final boss monster like Gygus? It reminds me of that. Like just like the mm. the twisted face and stuff like that, like the swirling redness in the back. It's yeah, there really is something so strange about that. Just that it it's that hurricane type imagery, right? It's just a swirling, mm -hmm. never ending, never slowing down, never stopping sort of mesmerizing, hypnotizing swirl that kind of draws you in. But it feels like very I don't know. It feels like you're kind of like drowning in a sense, but like visually, it's very odd. Yeah. I, I like it. Mm -hmm. You got Firebrand from the Ghosts and Goblins at the top right. Yeah, in that I was going to mention that too. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. like, he's, he's big chilling. He's just relaxing. Yeah, yeah it's, just, it's home for him. This is fine, like that dog meme, right? Yeah, this is no, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine just walking around like you stand on like a giant? Oh, like, no. you know, what would that? What, what would that even be? Like, what would that? Do you know what I mean? Like, what would that be like? Like, what the? Yeah, it's crazy. Just imagine there's moaning going on here. You know, this were in real life, you know, just a bunch of. That's what I'm saying. Guy. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, go on, go on. No, no, just this guy on the right's crying too. There's, there's uh, in the far right. Yeah. Tears coming out of his eyes. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. This is messed mm -hmm. up. I, I, one of them's like spitting out pebbles. He's like, oh man, I got got shit in my mouth. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah, I see. It, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I even. Yeah, that's cool. Like it's it's all these small like bits of a yeah exactly it's these bits of like attention to detail. For example, if you look at the trees, like there are like little faces inside of the trees too, and like they uh, kind yeah. of like yeah they're like, kind of like screaming like trying to get out and stuff. But like even the way that the bark is like twisted around their their faces and stuff, it's just like they they, they paid so much careful attention to detail with regards to this and just all of the uh, the shapes used here are just amazing, man. It's really really again just I keep saying this, but it's just ridiculously hard to do. It's all just really really hard to do yeah um, and, uh, I, I just posted an image of um, just another one of my favorite uh, uh, SVC chaos stages oh, yeah. the, um, I think it's a space station yeah uh, something like that yeah, yeah. And it, that, that. It, yeah it's just another one where they just went all out and they just the entire far background animates and not I don't mean like panning left or right I mean like like full yeah. full animation like <laughs> It's like this looping um, 
uh, animation of like a, a, a these giant circles that must be like encasing the entire stage, and and, and they're just rolling around. It's it's mm-hmm. incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That what's see- funny about uh, SNK vs Capcom Chaos is that do you know the the setting like the scenario of the game? Does it's it's ridiculous. It's like okay, the apocalypse happened. And uh, now uh, the last people on Earth that survive are fighting each other. And basically, that's people from SNK games and <laughs> Capcom games. And and so and so there's Genjiro from uh, Samurai Shodown fighting you in a space station. And you're like, okay, everything is right. <laughs> that's not that's, cool. But that, that, that makes the, the game absolutely ugly in some circumstances because all the stages are this game has a strange mood because of his stages basically because a lot of stages are from uh, you know um, present destruction basically like devastated cities uh, I think there's a stage on a, on a railroad which is completely broken too even the space station that you, you showed us Richmond there's something broken about it mm. and uh, and a lot of the stages except for one on two they are very hard for your mood you know we, we talked about the the, the firebrand too and it's also very hard a very hard stage so all this game is uh, a bit de- depressing <laughs> For some reason, which is the total opposite in the mood of uh, CVS2 of Capcom vs NK2, which yeah. is all the party and uh, the music and things like that. So that's a that's a very strange decision they they took for the the setting and after that for the stages. Yeah. Definitely, the game was so yeah. somber. Yeah, Mm-mm. yeah, it definitely did. Even the the music sort of had that like uh yeah very like somber sort of uh sensibility like certain chords and things were very similar to like some of the more sad themes from like last blade like or like yeah. a very uh a very like dark hong kong cinema um you know it's a very strange like combination of like feelings from this game for sure mm-hmm. i agree yeah you, the one the one you linked which is inside um a church i think a broken church something like that is it's destruction everywhere, basically, except one of the stages that happen in a forest, which is preserved. Uh, there's destruction everywhere, but some stages are very, very... Uh, most stages are very beautiful. There's just one who is very, very ugly, but um, I remember playing this game and thinking, wow, that's, uh, that's great, but uh, that's also ugly in some aspects and uh, charming at the same time, so that's strange. I, I gotta go next. Richmond just reminded me of something. Yeah, Richmond yeah. posted so many like beautiful ones right here, but one of my favorite ones ever is this bad boy. Check this one out. Nah, so this one, yeah, I had to yeah, post yeah. it. I had to post it. It's absolutely, it's absolutely great. Stop like, stealing my stages, of, Adam, please. I don't <laughs> listen. I'm, I'm, listen. I'm already doing it, man. You can't stop me. You can't stop I me. Told, I, 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 I talked about it. Podcast, baby. Uh, I talked about it <laughs> before you. That's the Gato stage in Mark of the Wolves. Yeah, man. I come talked on, about it. Adrian, man, it's right now. I'm stealing all your stages. Come on. So yeah, basically, <laughs> right, I had to. This one is one of my absolute favorites just because, as I mentioned prior, like I love seeing the lighting in these stages. Just all of the yeah. ways in which you get to experience the coldness of the shadow. 
and then like the warmth of the light but also the also the the blueness and like the lilac of the uh, atmospheric perspective going backwards what i mean by that for people who don't know when we look at an image traditionally when we compose it we have to think of a foreground a midground a background and then obviously you know you want to print you want to bring all these things within a frame within a shot you want to establish you know a world distance range all of these all these things so the artists that worked on this they did so in a, the most beautiful way, really. They took the colors, obviously, of the of the sky, the sort of like the purplish blue, and then they sort of like they add that to the, the two things that exist further and further in the distance. This occurs naturally in real life. When, for example, if you sort of like looked out the window as far as, far as you can on like a clear day, things sort of like tend to look a bit more blue as they go backwards or a bit more red or a bit more purple, whatever the sky mm. kind of is at that period of time. But yeah, they've done this perfectly here, and it really just adds to this beautiful haze, which also, again, kind of like lightly contrasts the the sort of darkish sort of grayish reddish brownish of like the rocks kind of thing which sort of melts into the purple as well and then obviously you've got the beautiful flecks of green and then the moss as well which is on the rocks which is as i've mentioned before one of my favorite things in the world because i'm just i'm a big moss stan i should make like a moss stan account on twitter or something i just <laughs> love looking at moss that's great but uh yeah well, and then of course one other thing which uh, you guys were all mentioning before just in terms of animation this is an unholy amount of work. It's just, it's just ridiculous. Like all of the water, just to have, just to even like do like a little bit of this. I'm not even sure how long it would take. But just in terms of the ability to understand like the flow of the water in so many different directions, seeing it cascade not only just down but like over the rocks, seeing the way that the, that you get like little collections of foam, seeing the water fall at different speeds, at different volumes as well. Just yeah, it's it's a wonderful stage. It's it's just it's perfect. And of course, as well, because as if they weren't cool enough, they did it mm. at nighttime too. They did it twice. So it's like, yeah, the original already posted, but yeah, they, they did it two times. So it's like, yeah, they just they just had to flex on everybody. And, and we love them mm. for it. So yeah. yeah. I, I can't even draw a rock on those guys. I'm like, hey, look, a cascade between rocks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in, in pixel art <laughs> and animated. Yeah. Like, okay, this so is what, stop trying. This is what I'm saying. It's, it's like when, whenever <laughs> people sort of like, not necessarily like clown on, but just sort of like misunderstand pixel art as a medium, like you must, you, you have to show them things like this because it's like, it, it's a medium in and of itself. And it's about yeah. the artist's understanding yeah, yeah. of the, of, of their surroundings, of what it is that they'd like to portray. And they use these, they, they use this as tools to express that and to make these mm. things real. So yeah, I just want to just say if anyone hasn't seen this yet or already, I guess, you probably should. You should look up a Gato stage in Mark of the Wolves. So Gato is spelled G-A-T-O, and then just Gato stage. The place is called Barbaroi Falls. You can see it in the morning, sunset, or night. There are three different versions mm -hmm. of it, and they're all equally beautiful. Go yeah, check it out. It's quite what, what, I, great stages, yeah. what I love about what you, you just said is that, you know, this if, if, if this thing was not pixel art but painted, that will be like a, a, a classic romantic or yeah. uh, you know impressionist painting but because it's done on its own you 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 remove the the life bars the, the the characters the fighting and that's just basically a painting of waterfalls but done in pixel art and that's one of the things that's one of the, the i think it illustrates very well what you explained in several podcasts already is that pixel art can be its own art form in itself and it can represent and you can basically paint with it the same things that uh, you know old master did with oil or acrylic or anything basically 
just with pixel art and it shows it really shows when you look at this stage so i'm very happy you you bring this one yeah yeah awesome that's great um i <laughs> i just wanted to comment on the the water animation um mm -hmm. uh, yeah so so the water's flowing everywhere and it's so rich looking and it's um it's 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 so complex right that um the way you would approach something like this, it's it's really cool. I, I, I've done nothing this advanced before, but like on a much smaller scale, I've animated water on, on games in the past. And um, a really cool thing about animating water like this is uh, even if you are limited in how many frames you can use, you can get the feeling of a really long animation in a short loop. Because uh, what you would do is, okay, you, you animate just one little part of the water, right? So you, you, you imagine, the, and it's all straight ahead. You, you can pretty much do this all straight ahead. Imagine the water mm -hmm. falling down the waterfall and then splashing and then flowing down and down and down and then dropping off and then going into the more, you know, like placid um, uh, little, little pond at the shallow waters at the bottom. And if you just sort of follow like each part of it, it takes like several seconds, right, to 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 go through that whole um, that whole process from like the top of the waterfall all the way to the bottom of the stage. But um, you what what you do is you essentially just uh, you keep looping the thing on itself. Uh, uh, it's 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 like uh, you, you just offset it. So. So uh, the, the whole loop might only be like maybe like six frames. And then mm -hmm. by the time it's displaced far enough, um, you know, it can restart in place essentially. And then you start on a new, new, new part of the animation. Does, mm -hmm. that, does that make sense? It does. You know what I mean? so, yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. So, so you essentially like animate one small part straight ahead for like several seconds. But then, um, you know, like, like each little segment of it loops on itself. And it's it's awesome. <laughs> you get so much what, what, mileage out of it. So, Rich, what tools were you using when you were doing this? Because every time I see these backgrounds, I'm like, what program are they using? Was it proprietary? Was it something they made? <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, dude, I, I was using you, Flash. I was using Flash. Okay, here's exactly how I did it. Like, I, I wait, 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 hold, wait. You weren't doing pixel art in Flash, though. You no, 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 just doing regular, yeah, 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 just regular just, loops. Yeah, yeah, just regular loops. Yeah. Okay. So, so what you do is like, let's say, okay, I know I only have like five frames to work with yeah you, you just animate that first part one two three four five and then you go back to the beginning and then you're like you, you just keep extending it i hear you yeah yeah and then and then um and then you know the part that you've already animated you loop, keep looping on itself it's mm. yeah so it, the the end result is very uh, complex looking but the actual process of it is um uh, simpler than you might think yeah. Well, that's a relief. We can all do this later on today, right? We just yeah, just do this in the afternoon. Finish up. Yeah. Have you have you heard about this this anecdote about uh, how they drew pixel art uh, at SNK during oh, that time? Oh, yes, but please, please yeah. tell us. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You do you know you, I, you I don't know, know about it? Yeah. yeah. Basically, that, there was a guy that was uh, when he started. I think he, he told the story on on Twitter or something like that. And he was basically saying, "Okay, so at my first day at SNK, I come in and I'm like, okay, how do I draw sprites? And suddenly there's this OG from SNK. He grabs an arcade stick and he starts making." Um, the most awesome sprite of Robert Garcia using the arcade stick. 
those guys they were <laughs> making pixel art with the arcade stick directly on the dev kit neo geo wow. Dev kit. <laughs> wow you're just flexing yeah oh. yeah yeah <laughs> And you're like, yeah, my, my I need I need my pen and my my digital tablet and things like that. Those guys right. be like, why? Well, yeah, I don't. Want anything. <laughs> this is this is no joke. This is not apocryphal. Like, so, there's actually uh, photos of the special arcade stick that was designed for pixel art. That's insane. Hmm. <laughs> but but do you think do you think that that I mean. We didn't know that obviously when we first played these games. We didn't we didn't know how they made them, right? Oh, but they, but it held yeah. this charm. There's something about it. I wonder if if because they made it this way because it's such a labor of love. Is that the energy that's coming through? Does that make sense? Is like oh, absolutely. absolutely for sure. It has to be it, right? Yeah, I, so it has a lot to do. With I, it. I think I think it, I think it's a it's a mixture of that, but it's also it, it's why we love really old art from centuries ago. It, it's mm. the ability, it, it's the understanding that comes through, and then as your own artistic growth and understanding continues to grow in your life, you get to see the little bits and tricks that they did, but also get to appreciate the art more. Do you know what I mean? Mm. You get to appreciate mm. it more as you grow, like I said last time. So, yeah, I I definitely agree with what you're saying too. But yeah, like I, I just think. Um, what is it these people were doing? It wasn't even just that they loved it. It's like they were really, really good at it. Like really good yeah. at it. In a way that's like hard to like describe. It's like you can spend a lot of hours doing this as a as a hobby or doing it as a profession and, and all the rest of that stuff. But like you could give these people not only just those arcade sticks, but you could give them just a pencil and paper and they'll do the same thing. Like these are fully established like artists as well. So the, fa yeah. the fact that they made an arcade game using an arcade stick is blowing my mind right now. It's like, <laughs> yeah, this is new news yeah. to me. <laughs> That's insane. I, I mean, you had to have arcade, you had to have arcade like joystick skills to make this joystick game. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah. I thought the input's clean on a whole other level for sure. Yeah. Right. But when you think about it, it's quite logical and maybe more easy than you think because they were working on CRT screen and the resolution mm -hmm. of those games. It was, you know, maybe two, 240 pixel height. That's a good point. Yeah. So basically, if you take half of it, you, you because characters maybe had like half of the screen in eight, um, you're like, yeah, 120 pixels eight. So you can feel that very, very fast using an arcade stick. You're like, clack, 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 clack. The, think about the, the number of right. movements and inputs you're doing when you're playing with, a, with an arcade stick. So if, if, the, if the place you are drawing is very narrow and small, it's way less intimidating that, than doing this on a you know, 4K screen <laughs> that has yeah. 4,000 pixels. <laughs> so... Really That's the way, yeah. yeah, you have to, to recontext it a little bit because it, it's still flexing and very surprising, basically. But the, the, the way they were working at the time, it's, it was very, very different. And the, the, the graphic limitation were making it Absolutely. maybe a, a bit more easy and you maybe had to go, you know, to the essence of the drawing, more, do, make a, a more essential work of what, yeah. uh, what you had in mind. You know, it it might actually in the long term be better, better, uh, you know, to protect against carpal tunnel because because when you do pixel art with a mouse, it's so precise. You just move like a tiny little bit that like mm -hmm. your hand is yep. very like strained, you know, because it's so precise. Mm -hmm. that, so I, I love this idea of just tap tap tap, you know, just just hacking away at that joystick. Yeah. Mm, okay, I have Absolutely. an idea. It reminds me of like when I was, oh, 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 what were you gonna say, Thomas? 
I was going to say we're going to we have to build something like that for Adam. Like oh. we're going to build oh, yeah, an yeah. arcade stick with 12 <laughs> buttons, you know, and he's going to be able to only draw on a Raspberry Pi and a seven inch screen that shows <laughs> five, 300 pixel, 300 pixel <laughs> eight. And we're going to see if he, if he can flex too. Hold like, on, uh, oh, maybe we'll, we'll have to do it. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> okay. I'm, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm looking at that that arcade stick, right? So th there's a photo of it. There's there's a, a Taito branded arcade stick for pixel art, and th there's a you know a gumball stick mm -hmm. on the left, and then there's a grid of buttons, and it's what like four by five, God. twenty mm -hmm. buttons, right? Those characters were only sixteen colors, and really uh, only fifteen because transparency is one of them. So mm -hmm. I wonder if they just assigned a button for color, and if you think wow. about it that way. That might actually be way oh, more efficient insane. than you know. Yeah. You know. Oh, oh. Go back to the palette. Select the right color. Go back to the. Yeah. Yeah. This might mm. actually, once you get into it, this might actually be the ideal way to do uh, old school pixel art. <laughs> yeah. You get I've in heard the flow. this mentioned before, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, among a lot of artists, like it's it's not just the fact that like okay, so you can get like different variations of some like repetitive strain injuries and like a few bits of like discomfort and stuff and a lot of different things, which is why obviously we encourage people to stretch and like you know get up and walk around to make sure that their wrists and their fingers and their arms are okay. All the rest of these things, your elbows, it's all very important when you draw, when you create, when you use any of this. You're using you know your whole arm, your whole chest, your whole torso, but you don't always really think about it, right? So yeah. like that's something which I can definitely see being important in terms of the you know like uh, ergonomic design and like making sure that it's actually really good for what it is that you need to do specifically yeah. so yeah I, I definitely get that i should really try this out for real actually because yeah. i've seen this I've, I've seen this before but I've, I've never um i've never been like okay i'm gonna do it but yeah like, this is, maybe, maybe in the future we'll see yeah, yeah we'll definitely have to see because i'm just i'm a mouse boy right now obviously but yeah i see people do all kinds of stuff with um for example with like drawing tablets i see people work on um cintiqs i see people work on, on on ipads and like you know with procreate and stuff like everyone does all different kinds of things today i think it's really interesting to see how you know our our methods and like our traditions have sort of you know they, they've evolved while staying the same you know it's, it's quite cool mm -hmm. yeah yeah, I used to make pixel on a trackpad actually when I first started. When I was like a little, <laughs> little, a little kid. Yeah, yeah. Now I, I, I used to, yeah, I used to, yeah, yeah, I used to use um. Oh, I have to find some of that old, old work for you guys. But um, I when I when I got my first laptop when I was like about twelve, like it had like a little like trackpad. I didn't have like a, I didn't have a regular mouse. It was just like the little two. It's like what I've got on my laptop right now. It's like a little pad and then like the little uh, left clicker and the right clicker. And yeah. I used to just do that. I used to spend like hours and hours and hours trying to remake Pokemon sprites or like trying to fuse them together or do whatever or like, try and redraw sonic all that stuff because you know being a kid on the internet right but yeah like it, it's all of that good stuff so it's interesting to see how these people here who again also by the way i think should receive a bunch more credit than like a lot of them do i, re I really wish that we had like a big book of everyone that was involved in the creation of like these stages or like just full of like interviews or like you know just giving people like that due because unfortunately we don't always get to know like the names of everyone that was like directly involved with working on these things but yeah i really wish that we could like get to see them and hear about what it is that they were talking about whether we're making it or how they feel how they feel about it now looking back and stuff because yeah there's a huge slice of history that i feel like we, that we're missing out on yeah i agree yeah, yeah. Uh, on that note, um, there, there's a, a really good Twitter account, uh, VG Densetsu. That's mm -hmm. at VG D E N S E T S U, uh, and they run a really, they had a really good Tumblr uh, 
video games densetsu right? yep. uh as far as i know they're they're like the best source uh posting in english uh, with uh accrediting like the exact sprite artists yep. of these various games Really and that's a friend. That's a French guy doing this. Yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah, yeah, I know about him. He he he, he writes a lot for um, the the Pix and Love uh, video game publisher, which go which publishes a lot of uh, retro and um, uh, retro magazines and uh, retro articles. So uh, he's very he's like a a massive guy in the French uh, retro uh, video retro um, video game retro community in France. Oh wow. So, yeah yeah, he's he's like cool. super important guy. I tried to work with him on on something but uh, <laughs> he didn't have the time. Uh, <laughs> ah. But uh, yeah, so. yeah. He's he's amazing. He's amazing. Cool. That's awesome. We got to have this person on sometime. I'll be sick. Yeah. yeah. Mm, maybe maybe that that could be fun. I'm going to ask him. Have you ever? Yeah, yeah, definitely do that. Definitely do that. Mm-hmm. I, I just got a couple. I've got got a couple more stages really quick. I just wanted to mention it. Um, in terms of like really really cool like songs that I that I've enjoyed like from the stage, there's so many to you know think about and mention. I know that I want to talk about Garamok the Walls today, so I'm just going to do that a couple more times. But there's this one stage that's the rock stage. I think it, in in Garo Mark of the Walls, I believe it is called uh, Live House Old Line Rock Stage. That's it, yeah, that's it. But it's got this beautiful track playing in the background. I'm gonna try and find it like now actually. But it's so oh. cool. You get to see this. Yeah, yeah. You get you get to see this really like nice, like relaxing, like chilled out kind of like bar. But like on the on the outside, it's relaxing. But yeah, on the but inside, you can tell that they're, you can tell that they're having like fun. You can tell that they're, you know, like really enjoying themselves in there and stuff. It's it's really cool. The, don't the, you know that the the music from this stage, the rock or the, yes. the rock world mm-hmm. music is a is plagiarism of uh, another song. Yeah, Robert yeah. Miles' Children. I was going to mention <laughs> Robert Miles. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, this is it. This is it. Because it was funny because my friends and I, we we were like, where have we heard? this song before because like we we um we started playing the mark of the wolves like this year shout out james you know kara you could go uh, follow him online at kara art badass guy but uh yeah this is one of my best friends and we were talking about this game all of the time we we're just like okay we're gonna play some gara mark of the wolves okay cool we're gonna play some gara mark of the wolves he loves rock howard like a lot it's like he's one of his main characters he just really likes him so like we'd always play on the stage a ton and like i can hear this stage now whenever i song because all all through growing up we'd heard something like it before but we had no clue and then one day we just found out that we were like hey look it's this song it's called robert miles children and if you've not heard it which which would be quite wild because i think everyone in the world heard this song but i mean like it was it's just almost like one for one and it's just it's really wild to think about so yeah if you've not heard this song you can uh, check it out robert miles children i do believe i think robert miles passed away quite some time ago which is unfortunate but yeah yeah i think um I think it, it would be nice to know that uh, it would be nice for if if Robert Miles ever did know that like a song like of his was utilizing something like this that brought so many people you know like joy and a real fondness for like the uh, the stage and the the arena of the fighting game and stuff. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's super funny. And you know that the, around the the um, Mark of the Wolves came out in uh, eight, 1908, and um, Around Damn. this period, around the, the 2000, there was a website called uh, coughforever.cgb.net, I think. And mm-hmm. those guys, they were like 
producing so many combo movies about SNK games, like uh, all the games, you know, and half of them were with Robert Mai's song. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was exposed to way too many songs of Robert Mai's without, you know, me agreeing <laughs> upon it, about it. And uh, they were doing incredible, incredible work. But uh, oh, that was that was Robert Mai's, you know, craziness um linked mm -hmm. to snk to the snk community is something very strange <laughs> very very strange it's wild isn't it you would never really think that this would be the case but and, they, and yet here it is you know staring you in the face mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah mm -hmm. it's cool and then like the last one that i wanted to mention very quick i got real quick with one more it's this stage uh alucard's castle from from blaze blue it's really cool i like the way it looks it's one of my favorites in terms of the Halloween vibes and then like mixing in something else. I love that in video games all the time. Yeah, this is a yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so much going for it. Yeah. What do you guys think? Oh, yeah, Rachel stage is probably one of the most beautiful stages in Blaze Blue. Like I remember the first time I went on that stage, and I mean, forgive me or not, like I played Jin. I know people don't like him in Blaze Blue, but uh, I moved forward with him, and the roses like moved and i literally stopped and just was like wait like i wasn't i didn't i wasn't ready for this type of immersion in terms of the stage and like how it feels because the thing is, is like when you're looking at like a steel image of it it's beautiful but like when you realize how many things are like moving in a cohesive manner on that stage without being a distraction without being like visually affronting it's such a like testament to the skill behind uh, this game, but Rachel's stage in particular is one of my favorite stages from Blaze Blue by far. Uh, I mean, this is like Darkstalker Four, like dream mm. stuff. You know, yeah. like this is like like if 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 uh, you know if it was a perfect world, you know, and Arxis could do Darkstalkers, like this is the type of stage you would think would be in it. And uh, yeah, Rachel's stage by far, like even the uh, the atmospheric perspective happening with color constancy here with the roses receding into the background, uh, still pushing toward, like, uh, you know, obviously, like, colors that are a lot more analogous to the where it's receding in temperature, but then for it to come back uh, into that, like, focal point with the red moon behind it is just, like, like, that is just such an amazing, amazing uh, accomplishment. Like, it's such a beautiful stage. Awesome. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just, it really, it's just such a beautiful place, like, I've, I've I've looked at it for so so long and I've seen it so many times and stuff but yeah like just the like you said before like the the redness like the use of all of the rest of the colors the fact that the roses move around whilst you're actually walking through them and stuff it's really a it's got such a beautiful kind of um the cartoonishness to it but also it's captured within realism in in and of itself so like it's just really cool to think about for sure why can't we have Arxis do a dark stalkers game <laughs> oh my gosh that's a whole. That's a whole, that's a whole other podcast. Other yeah, podcast. Yeah. Other podcasts. I mean, it's 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 interesting because I mean, there's a lot of people that were. Uh, I think a lot of Capcom and SNK employees kind of got like filtered into Arxis or people that worked with them at some point because there's a certain level of execution that uh, is just bar none throughout all other games after a particular point. Uh, and I mean, if they were to handle Darkstalkers, I don't even think the world would be ready to 
like yeah. handle that type of art. Uh, I mean, I love Exert. I love Strive. Strive. I mean, uh, but man, an Arxis Stalkstalker game would definitely be a dream come true for sure. I think it's oh man, AJ. All... Uh, yeah, that's a, yeah. Yeah, that's what we all deep down we want. Even Capcom probably wants it. Like. <laughs> totally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, looks like AJ's. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There were definitely some Nightmare Before Christmas vibes here. Yeah. In an interesting way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I didn't even think about that actually. Yeah, of yeah. course, man. It, it it's really interesting. Just like it's that that sort of curved angular shape language like it's it, it's uh it's the ability to sort of like take something normal and twist it and make it into almost like a childlike cartoon version of itself like you see this a lot actually funnily enough it kind of twists back a little bit to what it is i've been playing recently i've been back into Yu-Gi-Oh. been getting back into that but there, there's this um there's this card it's called tune world right and like it's basically able to sort of like turn it, it turn a lot of a uh, What's the best way to put it? Basically, you you use cards that are called field spell cards, and they can change the effect of like the field that you play on and stuff. But you use these cards like a lot of um, other cards, and you get to sort of what's the best? It's really hard. It's, it's really kind of hard to say, but you basically get to control a bunch of tune monsters in ways that are a bit easier than if this card wasn't really there. So, for example, like this card, it's really really cool. It just helps you out a bunch in terms of just allowing for you to manipulate other characters and other people's monsters as well as your own. It's really sick. But I love the way that the card art looks. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, it gives me a really similar kind of a vibe. It's got this early uh, early 2000s, like, sort of overly cartoonish Halloween type of vibe to it. Like, it's like a Halloween town type thing. I really love it. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Hey, uh, Mike, he posted some uh, images from an artist named Barry Jackson. Do, do, do you yes. want to talk about that guy's work? Oh, Barry, sure, sure. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah, well, he, he's incredible. Yeah. He's, he's, on, he's on Instagram to this day. He's always posting up a lot of the, uh, like, he does a lot of previs work and stuff, you know, and stuff that doesn't really even come out. But, yeah, um, I think I found his work through that movie. You remember that movie Cool World that yeah. came out in the mid-90s? Yep. Yeah, 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 Ralph Baxter. Ralph Baxter, yeah. 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 Wasn't oh, Brad Pitt yeah, in that? Uh, say it again? Okay. Yeah, Brad Pitt yeah. and Kim Basinger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, Barry Jackson did the backgrounds to that, and that was the first guy that came to mind. When I saw this stage, yeah, for Rachel, I was like, yeah, the bending buildings, the Halloweenish vibe. You know, there's some faces in the building. Kind of reminds me of Barry Jackson a little bit. And then um, I, I dug up a couple of those. He's incredible. Real cool dude, too. He'll, like, talk to you. He kind of answers questions on his um, social media accounts. And, um, yeah, he's prolific, man. The amount of stuff he, he shares. I'm oh, like, geez, yeah. I haven't seen this before. <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah, that's good stuff. The eyes in the building. Um, yeah. Definitely has that fighting game background vibe, right? It totally, kind of just feels totally. like. I feel like he, he must there. have been such a huge influence, especially yeah. on Darkstalkers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. yeah. Older guy, too. I think he might be in the 60s. I could be wrong. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, he's been working with Bakshi for a long time, right? That's. Yeah. 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 Mm. Bakshi's yeah. a little controversial, but, you know. He's one of those. In my department at school, like people, there's guys that can't stand him. There's guys that are like, yeah, no, he's cool. It's interesting that it's such a polarizing effect because he was important in our animation. Oh yeah, he's incredibly important for uh, animation overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, someone just posted. Who posted Felicia's stage? Oh, oh, <laughs> so talk about that. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, the, the Tower of Arrogance fun. It's one of my favorite stages. Like, mm. absolutely love this place. Mm. And then, yeah, then you got that other, you got that other stage here. I'm gonna try and get it in a second. But that uh, Felicia stage with all of the beautiful like lights and stuff, and it's a big casino yeah. type vibe too. 
they just oh they, they they've just got such a such a way of like presenting the character through the stage and it sounds so silly because it's like that's what you're supposed to do adam duh but it's like no like they really did it so well like it makes it seem it, it makes it seem easy do you know what i mean like you get such a yes. such a wealth of like who the character is oh, that's not the best gift i'll get a better one but you get such a wealth of who the character is just by like looking at the area itself and like you can tell so much about them it's, it's just wild yeah it's it, it's also yeah exactly with the, the example that you just posted of the uh, with the neon and everything it it really goes to show you that backgrounds are are, are just as much as char- their characters too you know they're mm-hmm. just as important you know we know right away this is Felicia's stage it reflects her it it's it stands on its own even with no one in it you can see it as like it feels like her still you know you know you would know right away if you were to just put all those out there not even tell because this character belongs to, this background belongs to one of these characters in this game who is the big old by that cat girl right there you know <laughs> you know yeah. it, it, it's it's they stand on their own and beautiful um i just love that you're fighting on the side of the on the side of the building and the yeah. camera's tilted yeah yeah oh, it's so man. daring to do it you know? do you, do you uh, and the warping the, the building just... sorry I mean, do you remember just seeing that for the first time? You know, like that, yeah. that slow realization. Like, wait a minute, like what's going on? Yeah, here? yeah, yeah. I mean, when this game hit, uh, I was in college, and um, <clears throat> I was excited because our arcade was, you know, at school was always getting the new, the new hot stuff. And I, I went and saw it. I go, that's amazing. And no one in my animation class was feeling me. Like, what? that's weird. That that game is weird. I'm like, are you what? kidding? No. <laughs> yeah. They came around eventually. You know how it is sometimes, okay. you know. They did come around, but they were just, they were, like, kind of put off. They're like, I don't understand this game. Like, why is there so many extra frames? You know, why is everybody so tilty? I was like, what are you talking about? Wait, the animator was like, why is the animation so smooth? <laughs> That's so bizarre. Yeah, well, they were like, it's unnecessary, like, to have so much. You know, they thought it was what? overdone. But they thought, the, you know, your body transforms too much with every single normal what? move that you do. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Wow, I've never heard this like reverse like reverse yeah, opinion yeah. of Dark Souls before. So wild. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's so that strange. The, it was the initial impression. It was what about ninety four, ninety five around those those, yeah. those years? Yeah. Um, I, but I I immediately took to it. I just thought it was incredible. You know, I was like, man, I've never seen. It's like, wow, what what a nice um approach to like this sort of like traditional Hollywood horror film tropes. You know, you get the Frankenstein, the Wolfman, and, and Dracula and stuff. But it's it's like. It's got way more charm. It's like this. This. It's like they they pastelled it up or something. They softened it, um, and it just it just felt like like eye candy. I was like, oh, you you were you made it really really cool, but you made it really approachable. You know, it's not horror horror. It's not trying to scare me. It's just you know embracing the you know the shapes of the shape language of these characters and just going somewhere else with it. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's really interesting how that game sort of. Uh took something that you know because i remember when i heard about the gaming concept i was like i don't know if i want to play a horror fighting game like ah. yes. but when you see it it's just like it's this casserole it's like a visual casserole of like anime and then horror and then like expertise and knowledge in how to uh present these things in a specific way where the soundtrack handles one aspect the visuals ha- handle another that creates a synergy where it's like it's both very iconic and oddly cute at times, but also mm-hmm. disturbing, uh, but in a way that makes you want to continue down that road of navigating the game. It's like, I, was, I think I spoke about this on the last Darkstalkers uh, podcast. When you pick your character right at that versus screen, that music is like, 
that really creeped me out as a kid, but I accidentally hit all of my buttons at the same time. And when that happens, they start to animate faster in their idle animation. And like, it creeps me out completely. I was just like, wait, whoa, what? What is going on here? But yeah, I couldn't take my eyes off of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was just like, it was like something about like the fact that it animated so fluidly. And it's a CPS2 game. Right? right, like it's sort of just like wait, shouldn't this be like a CPS three game? Like, shouldn't this be like the the, the highest of the the Capcom like you know operating system? But uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that game even to this day, it, it, there, there, there's so much to it that uh, stands the test of time. So like anytime you look at these stages, I mean they 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 have just as much life as the uh, the characters themselves. Well, in a, in a way, it was like they were bridging the gap there. It was was uh, Darkstalkers all that animation, even that um, even the art direction sort of you know in, in a way was yeah. sort of preparing us for three. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I feel like a lot of. Yeah, I feel like a lot of what they did in uh, Vampire Savior definitely was like a carryover, at least an approach to some extent uh, mm-hmm. to the way that uh, the sprites were designed and animated in uh, the Street Fighter Three series. Uh, you know, interestingly enough, one of the stages in this game actually uh forever torment actually reminds me of the same feeling i got in zonkaro's stage from samurai showdown 3 which is uh another stage that i know i'm like segueing back into samurai showdown but i just wanted to uh to bring that up is uh zonkaro's stage from samurai showdown 3 is uh it's a very creepy sort of uh like stage just in general oh, and yeah. there's no blood there but it is a very like it's not well lit there's, a, there's, there's like, I think fire sticks that are like lighting like two areas of the stage itself. And it, it just has this very sort of uh, just uneasy sort of vibe to it that uh, you're walking into something that you're not supposed to. And, you know, Zonkuro is a huge hulking character. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, that character walking into that space, you know, he automatically takes up like, I don't know, like a fifth of it because he's so massive. <laughs> um but one of the things that I thought was great, because AJ was talking about like how the BGMs work the stages as well, uh, his BG, uh, his BGM, I believe it's the, uh, I believe it's the arranged version, uh, ca- uh, for it's called the Last Blade. Ironically, um, has a very disorienting uh, sort of a sensibility to it. It almost sounds like uh, something you would hear from an old '70s Japanese horror called Hasu. Um, you know, Kasimishin on three soundtrack was very sort of like uh, more ambiance based. Uh, there's obviously BGMs in it, but uh, there's a particular feel in a mood that uh, actually feels more like a dark Chambara film, uh, which I appreciated about that game a lot. Um, and in his stage, for sure, is one of those uh, those stages that you know. The more that you look at it, the more that you notice, uh, even in, in its simplicity, there there are aspects to it that are just really engaging and uh you know i really really enjoy it and it kind of reminds me of the stage that it there's something about it that is very samurai shotgun but also uh reminds me a lot of like vampire savior for some reason mm. i think honestly it's, it's the ability to set a tone it's the ability to communicate a message effectively and then to yeah. do so again through the fundamentals of art which we understand and learn to understand more as we you know grow so i mean like again it's like it's all of what it is that you just said there. The the lighting, that ominous vibe setting. That's what that comes from, you know? That that feeling of, oh, I'm not supposed to be here because we know that we're not supposed to walk into rooms that aren't well lit. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's the way that they utilize all these different things and mix them together. It's the ability to create that sort of horror aesthetic with regard to, you know... You, do, do you remember, like, in older... In, in, um, 
well, not just like old, but like in a, in movies that you'd see as a kid, and then you tell like horror stories, and you'd get like a flashlight, and you point at your face in like a dark room, and you'd be like, oh, yeah, like, you know, <laughs> in the woods, like oh, all that stuff. Like, yeah, like that's what they're doing here. Do you know what I mean? Like they've got these statues that are really scary looking, and you know they're lit from the front and from the bottom. Do you know what I mean? It's the same kind of a vibe. Like they they know how to tap into these innate kind of like almost primal fears of like the dark of like of the unknown per se of the of the large and hulking figure in the in the shadows of the night type of a feeling like they know how to tap into those very well and they've done so throughout all of their stages but most specifically here like you mentioned so yeah it's, it's awesome and they do in a way where you know the, the focus of the fighting game obviously is you versus the other character right so you have to keep your eyes on the, on the on the stuff in the foreground so they do these beautiful backgrounds without being too distracting too like you're not Mm-hmm. You know, your eyes are still focused on the gameplay, but you're still appreciating the, the atmosphere that you're in. It's it's a really that's a skill, you know. You know yeah. That's right there because it's it's going to be very tempting. You know, you get somebody, you get like a young artist that wants to just flex and show what he can do, and it's like, well, we got to keep you. You can't get too crazy because the, the whole point of the game is is to use the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, oh God, Rich is uh, you put up that baby stage. Is that Jetta stage from uh, Dark Souls? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we oh, got it. Yeah, indeed it is. Yeah. Oh God. That is upsetting, man. Yeah, that is. If I I had to choose one, (laughs) one fighting game stage, that'd be my all-time favorite. It's just like, really, yeah, such a disturbing. Those little nodules are just twitching and stuff. Yeah. 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 God, he's got eyes on his feet too. He's he's got eyeballs on his feet. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That, that's what I'm saying. It's like it, it's the fact that like they did so in a way that like makes you kind of like imagine like the texture of what it is yeah. like is there. And like again, it's just it's so hard to do. It not only are these little again, I'm like almost a year late and I still keep on forgetting the name of these things, but like these little like bumps I'll say. Like not only are they like just <laughs> just like protruding, I suppose, but like they have like a sheen to them. And they've got like, if you look, they have like small, smaller like veins and like capillaries like inside like of them. So that implies like volume and like and weight and like a thickness. Do you know what I mean? And then like also throughout all of this is like the the blood pumping through. I believe like the word I've just relearned another one. The word is like turgid when something's kind of like you know a bit distended and like about to like explode because something's rushing through it. That's what this is. Like it feels like a like, like you like you're about to you know see a, a gush of like blood and like this heartbeat and all the rest of it like because you're inside of something do you know what i mean it's it's really gross but fascinating yeah i guess you could call those like, nod- about it. Nodules? are they nodules or nodes what do you think rich like what do you call those i don't know the name <laughs> right. we, we, no, we looked this up last year yeah, we, we don't remember it but, yeah 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 that's they're this, just, this stage dropping. yeah the baby yeah, smiles uh, sometimes he's giggling to himself like yeah. it's Oh man. Yeah. Yeah, the stage has like I mean, for lack of a better word, stages or phases that it goes through because uh, you know, it's going to be birthed at some point. And uh as the as the battle progresses, you know, you seeing these things uh also like kind of quietly creates a sense of urgency uh within you as a player within the I guess the story element or aspect of that stage mm-hmm. itself. Um, and it's not a feeling that you get in every stage in this game. Um, no. it, it, it's, it's something that, uh, it, it, for, for, it's kind of a weird way that I'm putting this, but like, it's almost like that feeling like comes out of the screen and like sort of engulfs wherever you are. 
you know, because I remember the first time I saw it, like my feet felt uncomfortable. I felt like I was standing on uh, whatever that mass is. You know what I mean? Like, like it, 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 it took me. It was like outside of the game, uh, almost almost in the same way that uh, my reaction was to like scenes in the uh, final act in Akira, where it actually made me feel physically uneasy because it's animated so well. It 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 communicates exactly what you're supposed to feel. Right. Uh, so this stage is definitely one of those stages that creates that sort of uh, uneasiness, but also is incredibly intriguing. Um, and I also think that what the cherry on top for this stage for me is the uh, the BGM for it. Uh, because the bass actually is traveling from like both sides. It's almost like a studio, like ASMR kind of thing that they're playing around with in terms of like being on the left side, right side uh, speaker when you're actually hearing how the bass is actually moving. So it feels like something's pulsating. Um, mm. And then the, and I mean, and then it's like the stage is called like Fetus of God. Uh, and then it has like one of the best uh, operatic like choruses uh, in any Capcom game. Uh, and it's actually the same one that they use in the uh, Q sound jingle for uh, Vampire Savior and the, like the uh, arcade board. So it's like wow. those same people actually were doing that and it's in the track. And it's like, when you think about how the track communicates with you, but also how the stage is communicating as well, it's, uh, there's a synergy there that is, uh, in my opinion, is kind of like unrivaled. So it makes it, it, it puts this stage up on such like a, a strong pedestal for me where it's yeah. like when I see it and then it's like when you see the character, I mean, my favorite character is Jetta. So that's why I'm whacking so much poetic about this particular stage, if people couldn't tell, uh, but seeing Jetta on that stage and his apparent in his cadence and his, his like energy, uh, it just tops all of it off for me. Like it's just it's yeah. it's like that feeling that I feel like when they were making this game and they were like conceptualizing it, it's like when Jetta comes on that stage when you're at the lat like when he's the boss and yeah. uh, you hear like his followers like the chorus that comes that but it's a very small uh, segment when he's like sort of descending into the stage. But it's one of the most beautiful moments in that game. Uh, all of that together with the stage itself is just like, that's what they were trying to achieve. It was like, we want that feeling to be there. And they, they definitely did it. That's why people still talk about this game to this day, both competitively and artistically. Like, this game is like, it stands the test of time. I like seeing his super on that stage in particular. It, it, when he signs oh, the yeah. Yeah, contract yeah. thing. Yeah. Yes, it's so oh, good. Yeah. It's, Oh yeah, it, it matches that stage perfectly. I never even thought of that. Matches him into the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. It's one of the most beautiful characters, one of the most beautiful stages in this game, for sure. I think so. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's it's so funny actually as well because like every time we sort of like mention stages, we kind of come back to Dark Stalkers. But like, mm -hmm. there's just such a wealth of like high quality like in there. Like literally everything in there is just so so good. And, like, you could just keep on dissecting it and dissecting it for ages. I mean, like, when I look at any of these stages, it just takes me back to seeing it for the first time. But yes. then at the same time, like, it's like, no, I've also learned so much as well, and now I get to look at it in a whole other way. And then I keep mm -hmm. finding new cool things within them that I get hyped about. Like, it's just, it's so cool. Like, each of these stages speaks so much to the character, but at the same time as well, they also tell stories, like, within them in, the, in their own, like, little different ways. For example, there's another stage. I kind of forget the name right now. Uh, here it is. I got it. But um, it's it's that one stage. I think it's Rico's stage. But it's, like, when when there's, like, a giant... Uh, what's it? It's green scream. I was like, I was called it green hell because we've said green hell before. But um, green scream. Yeah, it's like where there's this giant like a uh, plant and it's eating like a reptile. But oh, like two yeah. of the plant heads are like f are, like fighting over like who gets the body kind of a thing. Like 
it's just like little things like that. Like yeah. that's a story. Do you know what I mean? That's it's giving oh, the yeah. it's giving the uh it, it's giving the stage like character. Like these plants will eat you. Like they'll kill you. Like then and, and they'll fight over you and like your body. Like there's, there's a there's a carcass or not carcass. But, like there there is there's a skull and like bones like underneath the uh, carnivorous plant. So like they've clearly yep. already just eaten and killed something else. And like they're hungry again. And like again in the background, there's like an ammonite that's like killing a fish. Do you know what I mean? Like we're in a prehistoric land, and it's very apparent that like everything here is mad dangerous. It's it's really cool to think about how they've gone so far as to put that character and that level of storytelling just in every area of the game, that like just in the background. Great. I think it's funny that that they not only did they eat that steer or that cow or whatever, but they spit the bones out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's funny stuff. Yeah. And Rikuro is like, real. it's their adorable kind of cool take on the creature from the Black Lagoon, more or less, right? He's like a yeah. merman type, mm-hmm. but he's so much uh, way more heroic looking. And you know, he's got like kind of a handsome face, even though he's got this freakish body that can. Yeah, he's handsome. Yeah, he's my first character in that game. Yeah, yeah. Now he he's canonically handsome, like in in the in the in the story, funnily enough. Anyway, like he gets mentioned a lot. The people say it's like a, a sort of weirdly handsome like fish man and stuff. Like that's his whole that's his whole deal. Like, yeah, really really interesting stuff. And obviously considering his story as well, like being like the the last of his race, trying to go and like find someone to mate with, and then they like, continue as you know like people and stuff like that. Like, yeah, it's really really interesting to see how they kind of like threaded that in. They they always did a great job at you know like flipping the general narrative on things anyway, right? You would consider mm-hmm. the creature from the black lagoon to be ugly and to be, you know, hideous and not want to be seen and then here we are with a you know a, a beachy boy fish man who who's like a prince. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Right, whose goal is to is to is to, is to get a get a partner in life <laughs> to get a mate. Yeah no for real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's awesome. Really cool. Really uh, cool. Beautiful. Is that is that thumbnail in the um the thing you just uh, James did you link for his his theme that stage is that yeah. is that banging? So yeah, so what I what I actually uh, linked is his stage BGM from Night Warriors as opposed to yeah. uh, Dogstalkers, uh, and there's a particular feeling that I mean basically what AJ is talking about it's this sort of just like he's like a beautiful it's like a beautiful festive sort of character that has his own sort of like quest right you know and it's just very sort of like celebratory almost and it's 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 actually strange uh like hearing it when you think about what the character is supposed to be but uh i have a very strong fondness to this track because uh it's actually how i sort of have a connection to my love for 808 state uh in their music uh, because that because that theme is actually heavily influenced by a lot of the uh i guess like Sonic or audio choices that uh, 808 State uh, actually made, especially during that time, during, uh, I think, the uh, 808 State album, uh, like, when they were making, like, various versions of that track, a lot of the jungle sounds, the way they use the 808s, like, that track is, like, the embodiment of Capcom kind of doing, like, an homage to uh, their music. Uh, And I always thought I was kind of crazy for thinking that, but there was, like, a... uh, some sort of like classified file thing that someone posted on YouTube where uh, they basically lined out all of Capcom's influences. I think Hideki Okugawa was the person behind it where he was just like, yeah, these were the influences. This is what we were thinking. And 808 State was definitely listed. And uh, it was like a full circle moment for me. So like whenever I hear this track, it's just kind of uh, it makes me want to go back to listen to uh, 808 State. Um, 
if you're a fan of electronic music and you don't know about 808 state you owe it to yourself to uh take a journey through their discography because uh you might realize that their influences may have permeated in a lot of other things as well um you will hear tracks that will make you think of certain things for sure mm. um you know so i just wanted to throw that out there because uh rico will has a special place in my heart in that regard i don't play rico will, but his bgm his appearance his design uh is one of the things that i enjoy a lot about uh dog stalkers in general yeah speaking of music very quickly i absolutely have to do this i would be remiss if i didn't there is a musician that i've mentioned to richmond before who I have the hopes of one day collaborating with and talking to, but their their skills are just absolutely just immense. They they go by the name Genesis Keys. You may or may not have heard of them. And I've mentioned I think I've mentioned to Richmond before for sure. But like they've done so many cool Darkstalker themes. They have like a whole playlist made of like original Darkstalker themes that they've done themselves based on like the characters themselves. I'm gonna share this now. This is like I'm giving this out, it's like the secret tech of like what I listen to when I'm really like trying to focus and stuff. But like they have such a great like library of, of tracks that they've made. So I definitely encourage everybody to check them out and stuff. But there's this one song, well not just one, there's a couple, but they've got one and it's funnily enough actually is a it's a Rikuro theme that he that he did. It is called uh yeah, Fresh Air Breakbeat. And I feel that it fits Rikuro like perfectly. It's got such like a fresh, obviously fresh in the name, but it's got such a vibrant like atmosphere. The ambience is great. It's got this beautiful drum and bass. It's just it's it's excellent and definitely check it out. Yeah, that's a Genesis Keys. So G E N E S I S Keys K E Y S. Just look them up on YouTube. Tell them that R E sent you. Tell them that AJ sent you. Yeah, like they're they're awesome. And I really want to. If you're listening, a uh, wonderful person who makes music. What up? You you're awesome. Since we're talking about electronic music, I want to, to plug a stage that's probably gonna remind you. <laughs> well, I'm just going to share it, and that's going to be way more simpler. Uh, yeah. do, you re- do you remember the, the famous Bountiful Sea in Tekken Tag Tournament 2? I it's do not, but this looks cool. Okay, so it's basically, rich. it's a stage where you fight on a fishing boat. And uh, the music, uh, so there are, we, we talked about, you know, stage with frantic, uh, frenzy energy and things like that. And uh, this stage is like bollocks because there are people like agitating flags from, because apparently it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, a competition of uh, fishing. It's a fishing competition. And there are fish, uh, fish, uh, fishermen all around you while you are fighting on the boat. And they are fishing uh, bonitas, <laughs> and while you fight, the the, yeah. the fishes are falling on the ground. So you so you are so you are walking on the fish, and the fish is while fighting, and the music is absolutely stupid because it starts with a trumpet, a trumpet style, uh, like almost almost a bit like a Spanish Spanish type music and after the intro it begins to it becomes um a big dubstep stupid music and that's incredible <laughs> because each time and and the, re- the 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 break in the middle of the music is uh is the trumpets coming back and all and the mix after that that's that's uh you, you can't describe this game the, the the stage and this music just uh just YouTube uh, bountiful seat again tag to and you're yeah. going to, to to have 
you're not going to waste your time basically <laughs> that's not that's just, and this i stage. love this, <laughs> i love this stage because you know how tekken is sometimes a little bit stupid or you know or i want not not stupid but nonsensic like it yeah. doesn't make yeah. sense yeah, and tekken so has this has this 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 kind of culture of of absurdity that i absolutely love and this mm. stage i think is the most recent uh, example of this because yeah of course we're going to make a stage on a fish um, on a fish um, boat a fishing boat and uh, during a competition and uh, we're going to have trumpets and dubstep in the middle because why not you know <laughs> <laughs> so i really, really love this one i love this stage for its absurdity uh, I, I feel like the combination of this BGM because I kind of listened to it just for a brief moment. Uh, yeah, that mariachi transition into dubstep is probably something I never thought I would ever hear in my life. Uh, this is this is this is wild, uh, and it's fitting that it's in a tag game for sure. Uh, I low key want this stage to come back though because it is so ridiculous. <laughs> like, yeah. like just that seeing that this fight is happening and fish is just like falling all over the place. It's this is. This is amazing. This is like only Namco. Like this is only only Harada yeah. who would be behind something mm -hmm. like this. But have you have you heard about the the famous Eden Retreat stage from Tekken Six? No, wait. Oh, I, I, don't uh, think... I don't think so. I think. You're oh no! Yes, I have. Yeah. Oh no! No, a, no! This that, is actually that, my favorite music from this game. Yep. That, that that's the stage that you you can't select it. It's, it only happens on random, and it's a stage that happens uh -oh. in the 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 Swiss Alps. And uh, you are fighting among ships, oh, like ships so are good. flying around oh, you, oh and goodness. there's there's yodely music. Yes, while you this fight. actually this actually happened during the Evo Grand Finals, and it was hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, it actually happened randomly during the Evo Grand Finals, and the crowd just lost their mind. Mm. It oh, was it was awesome. kind of great. And of course, it's Bandai Yodoli, so it's electronic Yodoli. You know? <laughs> of course. So for people not to remember it, the Yodoli is like the Yodoli, Yodoli, Yodoli oh, music. Yeah. yeah. So uh, imagine fighting in Tekken, uh, and the, the ships that they, they added in the stage, they like they have no physics. So basically, each time you touch one, they are, they are jumping all around. That's yeah. very, very funny. Yeah, you can bump into them. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was just about to ask that. Can I do anything to those sheep? It looks like you can just knock them around. Yeah, yeah. That's so funny. No, no sheep brutality. No sheep brutality. <laughs> no sheep brutality. <laughs> yeah, no, no animals were harmed in the in the filming of this podcast. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. You had you had one stage, uh, Richmond. Okay, okay, what is this? What yeah, is this? I, I get I gotta jump in. Oh, what is this? this is yeah, one of my favorite all time stages. It's from uh, oh, Power wow. Instinct Matrimui. For the mm -hmm. yeah. so one of the last Neo Geo games, mm -hmm. uh, uh, and uh, you know the the natural Neo games. Uh, I'm sorry, the Power Instinct games have always been really silly too. They they've been around yep. forever. They've been around since like the Super Nintendo era. Like uh, Killer Granny on that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Super Pucci has, yeah, has, <laughs> has the record for the most like octogenarians in any any video game. Like there's so many old lady and old man characters. Um, Matrimili was especially ridiculous. The the plot of it um, is that th there's the princess of the clan. Uh, she's, you know, uh, of marriageable age or something now. And now uh, they're going to hold a tournament to decide who's going to marry her. And of course, it's um, uh, most of the people just want to marry her for, for to, to advance 
you know, their, their plots, right? They, they want to be wealthy and powerful. Um, so that's why it's called matrimony, you know, matrimony and melee conflict. <laughs> is funny. And then, so, so this stage is the stage of uh, a, a Chinese uh, fighting monk uh, named uh, Genen. And um, it, it's, so this stage, I mean, like visually, it's a really cool stage. It's, you get this giant hollowed out tree. It's obviously like a holy tree. There's a big rope tied around it. Um, and then uh, there's um, an uh, onmyoji uh, uh, doing some sort of ritual there, and then a shrine maiden or a, maybe a nun inside. And then the best thing about the stage is the song. <laughs> it's, there's a bunch of singing monks, and um, they're singing a song called Let's Go Onmyoji. And um, it, it, it became like a meme um, in, in Japan. And it, it's, it's uh, here, I'll, I'll send a link out to it. Oddly enough, I can't find a YouTube video of this actual stage, but the song from it, it like became such a meme. And um, it's just this ridiculous, like intense, um, uh, you know, anthem wow. about like how awesome uh, Onmyoji are. Uh, Onmyoji is, um, <laughs> it's, it's a practitioner of uh, uh, Chinese magic, uh, uh, summoning magic uh, specifically. So it's, it's dealing with like summoning spirits and stuff. And it's, it's a big part of like a lot of um, you know Chinese like wuxia like fantasy novels and also a whole genre of uh, onmyoji novels from Japan. There, there's a famous series of novels I think just straight up called onmyoji, and it's been adapted into a movie. Um, uh, there, there, there's Japanese movie from the '80s, and then recently there were two Chinese movies, and they're, they're actually both pretty good. But um, it's such a ridiculous song, and and it's so funny because. Um, in Matrimony, every stage actually has a actual song with like vocals um, on on a cart. I don't know how they pulled this off because it, it's got a ton of characters. They're all well animated. The stages mm. are cool, but every song has vocals, and they they're all really ridiculous, funny songs. And you actually see people singing in the background too. Like so, it's like yeah. a live performance as you're fighting. Uh, yeah, and I, I just love this one. It, it reminds me of like. Um, like uh, you know, like just this really crazy like '80s uh, kung fu movies. Like they they sing more often than you might think in, in those old movies. Like um, uh, like like in a Chinese ghost story, I think uh, they're one one of the uh, uh, the the fighting monk dudes. Like uh, yeah, has his own song. He sings to like introduce himself. It's got that intense uh, vibe to it. Yeah. So that, that, that's. Oh my gosh! I just realized something. This game. Um, oh, Rage of the Dragons. Yeah, like yeah, one of the characters yeah. is, is yeah. in this. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. This was a game that, again, shout out James. Like, we, we started playing this together, and I got introduced to it, like, earlier, I think this year or near the end of last year. But yeah, this game is wild. I had yeah. no clue about it for the longest time. <laughs> and I got mad into it now. It's just yeah. crazy, yeah. Hey, the yeah. ref from Showdown is there, too, in the background of that, that video mm -hmm. you just said. You know, the ref... Um, Forget his name. He's the guy that calls the uh, Kuroku. Kuroku. That's right. He was black something, but yeah. 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 It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I just think is uh, like classic. So much stuff going on. <laughs> yeah. And Rage of the Dragons is like that. That's a game I really feel like more people should be exposed to. Honestly, mm -hmm. but it wasn't um, like that. That game's part of it was developed in Mexico, wasn't it? Or yep. Like the art. Yeah. 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 
was those, yeah. It was, um, yeah, what, what, what was it again? The, 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 yeah, the Chief designed uh, by a Mexican team, like Evoga, I believe they're called, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it came out in 2002, a tag team head-to-head -head fighting game. I started playing this, and it was like... I don't know. It was, it was like a rush of like of newness. Like I, I just I'd never um I'd never played this game before, but it had such a distinct kind of like a how could you even explain it? it? Had a very interesting like vibe like to it that felt very specific to Mexico in like a lot of ways. Like not in any way that like I would specifically know because I'd never been, but like all of the ways in which like the backgrounds looked, the ways that some of the people's names were pronounced, just the ways that some of the people were dressing, like. Really, really interesting. And on top of that, too, they have a lot of characters from all over the world again, but, like, they're also designed in ways that are pretty interesting. Like, they've got a lot of cool stuff in terms of the partnerships mm. that the characters have, too. Like, it's really cool. I think that, um, yeah, I think that a lot of people should check that one out for sure. Because that one in terms of, like, backgrounds, too, that's some, that's some pretty interesting ones, for sure. Like, they've got, like, one with, like, a bus that, like, crashed into, like, a school, I think, that it looks like. But it's, like, you see it from, you see it from the front. So, like, you can see, like, the front of this bus and then mangled, like, fence near the front of the uh, area and stuff like that where you're fighting and stuff like that. It's, uh, it's really, really interesting. You've got, like, a beautiful, like, shrine area that you can fight in front of. Yeah, like, really, really cool game. Yeah, very underrated. Definitely. I think you can uh... fight inside of a church, too. This one. Okay. Uh, I wanted to talk about some stages that I don't think they are extremely, you know, important in the, the fighting game history or all. But they are. It's kind of aesthetics for for a very specific type of game. And I'm talking about um, the stages from Melty Blood. Maybe uh, you've played Melty oh, Blood. Okay. But you've really you've probably. You've probably heard about the series, basically, but uh, it's it's an adaptation in fighting games from um, a visual novel called uh, Tsukihime. And uh, the the story about this is that um, a lot of it's a, it's a, how to say it? it it's a lot of stories that happen at night. So basically, Melty Blood is the previous game of the guys that made um, Under Lightning Bird. And uh, the two games have similitudes, but what I really love about uh, about Melty Blood is how the the stages basically looks like visual novel backgrounds, <laughs> and it and it's it's a kind of you know um, Dujin Shi Dujin like aesthetics Dujin game aesthetics, where the 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 stages are very very. Dull, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's uh, they, they are they, they exist to not bother you and not you know um and not make you how to say it care about it and <laughs> that's very very special in some ways. I'm I'm trying to find some pictures for you, but uh, it's kind of hard because everything is mixed with the uh, Mugen uh, screenshots. Right. But uh, for example, oh, a lot of the stages are at, are at night, and a lot a lot of the stages are, hmm. yeah. It, it they give us a kind of vibe that is very strange, a bit like it's the the the, the purpose of the games. But uh, strange things are happening at night without you noticing. Basically, that's the the kind of universe pitch. And pitch that you you get in a uh, in Melty Blood, and um, 
And I really think those game, they, those stages, they work very well because you have a, a field with uh, with snow. You have uh, just um, uh, a public park, uh, a forest in fire. You have a few things like that, and it's always very very funny to look at them and um, and be like, "Duh, that's the, some of the most dual stages that I've ever seen." But uh, it yeah. super works with the character designs and the music and everything. So you know, it's not the ones you're going to study for your your pixel art, uh, you know, uh, doctorate, uh, PhD. But uh, I wanted to mention them because they are. They are their own aesthetics, you know. Mm. No, definitely, and even even so, like I think that there's still there's a there's an honesty about that that I feel yeah. is very like endearing, especially in terms of these games. For example, like what you just said here, they're not trying to like break the bank in it per, per se in terms of like the the uh, the visual like splendor, but at the same time like it's still really really nice and like they've mm. absolutely succeeded in creating a compelling image like to look at while you're actually yeah. you know focusing on the fright that's happening on in front of you. But I mean like yeah like for example that snow stage that you mentioned like again just beautiful sort of like powder snow cascading down very slowly flowing left and right, but then also mm. a bit of like a harsher wind that you know you can see. The, the effects of like rippling out throughout the snow on the ground so that is actually something that does again happen in real life like sometimes if you look at grass you can see the uh, the the way that the wind is kind of like affecting the uh, I almost said material well <laughs> i'm thinking too much about game design but uh, you can see the see the way that the wind is like, affecting like, the grass or affecting the, the ground itself or just like sand or snow as you can see here yeah like i, I love when that's like represented properly it's cool hmm. i've been uh starting uh, uh just Started yesterday evening to to watch the the movies um, Kara no Kyukai, uh, the Garden yeah. of Sinners in English, and uh, yeah. it's it's incredible because that it's exactly the same mood, you know, abandoned uh, or empty buildings, sometimes a bit uh, a bit old or things like that, things happening in the night, and uh, I really really like this kind of uh, of ambience, and it's something we, we 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 get, you know, in it's like the more you know, um, urban and uh, serious yeah. version of Darkstalkers, <laughs> somehow, something like yeah. that. Yeah. You know, but uh, I really, really enjoy this uh, this thing, this kind of thing. Yeah, I, I think I it's, exactly what you mean. it's the opposite of the um, uh, King of Fighters 94 approach, right? Where everyone's yes. cheering you on. This is like you're fighting in secret. Like, you know, mm -hmm. and everyone's asleep. Like, you don't want anything. You don't want anyone to even see you, right? It, it, yeah. There's there's a weird intimate feeling to it. Yeah, yeah. St vampire stories happening at night, and uh, yeah. you're not supposed to be here. If you see something like that, you you better run and never talk about it. So I really really like that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 James has dropped some uh, melted wood, like uh, type luminous stuff, like the latest game that is uh, due to be released. I um, can't wait yeah, for like, it. It, it yeah, looks, it's, honestly, it looks gorgeous. Like, yeah, yeah. This game, uh, I mean, you guys kind of talked about a lot of what I was going to say in terms of like backgrounds that sort of exude a specific type of isolation. Um, and I feel like they take it to like an even higher degree. And Type Lumina, I feel like um, for those that don't know, uh, there is a new Melty Blood uh, game coming out called Melty, Melty Blood Type Lumina that comes out September thirtieth. Uh, it is basically a 
I don't want to say a reboot of the series, but it is definitely a newer version of the game. Uh, if it's if if this is the type of game that you are curious about and you want to get into, it's definitely a game that would be a little bit easier to get into in terms of fighting games. But uh, in terms of what this game and this series sort of represents in terms of visual representation, uh, the new game basically takes that to uh, a bit of a higher level uh, in terms of execution. Um, and one of the things that is very characteristic about all of the stages is that there are no people in the backgrounds yeah. in any yeah, 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 yeah. like. Uh, and and it's just it, it it sort of sets like a an interesting tone. Uh, uh, visual novel is definitely you know what Thomas was saying is like that's like definitely uh, an aspect to the character of the backgrounds themselves. But uh, just the level of execution in them is just so much so much stronger. Uh, I believe it's like a like a staircase stage. I think it's in one of the older games. And uh, mm-hmm. just the execution of it is just it everything just looks so much better. Um, you know, this game is like, like, this series is like over 20 years old. So to see this sort of treatment uh, happen to it is actually like a incredibly like beautiful thing to see. Uh, and the stages themselves are just, just magnificent. Um, you know, there's not too many resources right now where you can just look at just the stages themselves because the game just came out. But I mean, there's plenty of uh, gameplay footage that's out right now. They've been releasing trailers like every other week or so. And, uh, you know, definitely uh, let yourself just take a look at some of the stages here. Oh, wait, is there a, is that an actual is stage? The, like, oh, okay, so someone looks like they compiled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, someone's, someone's basically just been talking about, like, why is it happy about the stage design in multiple type luminous? So they're going to break it down a little bit. I just oh, found wow. like, a random video on this exact topic. Oh. But, like, if you go, if you oh, scroll okay. through this video, you can see quite a few of the stages. You can see it because they're mentioning them, obviously. So, like, yeah, if you, if you just have a, a scroll through that one, it's called um, "Why I'm So Happy uh, with the Stage Designs of Melty the Stage Designs of Melty Blood Type Lumina by uh, Andy L O Two. But yeah, like they seem um they seem okay. I'm just I'm just scrolling through. Yeah, yeah. I, I like mean the that. game the game is beautiful. So if you're yeah. if you're not too familiar with it, definitely check it out. Kind of has like like anime production. Uh, you know, like background paintings, like it has that kind of mm-hmm. vibe. To yes, it. absolutely. Yeah, like look at the Shinkai type stuff for real. Yeah, yeah. There's a stage that has like it looks like it's in front of a school, and like the the foliage and everything there is just it is just ridiculously beautiful. It looks like the camera could shift and it could turn into like you know a PV for like a new anime. <laughs> like it's 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 amazing. Uh, I'm thoroughly impressed with what I've seen so far of it. Uh, and yeah, it still holds true to its roots. Um, yep. So it'll be interesting to see more people get exposed to. Uh, and, and it's the a very small it. team. It's a very very small team. It's like ten people. Uh, so uh, that's uh, that's something. Yeah. Okay. That's something. Just ten people. Really? The 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 company when the when I met them in 2016, they were yeah a company of ten people, and uh, yeah. But the um, the thing is, they are outsourcing a lot of the sprite work. So uh, ah. it's mostly freelancers doing the sprites, a bit like uh, how uh, Skurgers did it. And uh, oh. also, um, the, the, charac- well, the character designer for this game is basically Type Moon, but uh, their character designer is also a freelance uh, artist. And their, um, their composer for the music is also a freelance artist, but they've been like working all together for, for as long as you Over can imagine. Years. Yeah, yeah, so uh, so that's a team, but the company in itself, yeah, there's a. 
I'm, I've only met two people, uh, the director of the studio and, um, and uh, Kamone Serizawa, which is the, the game designer. And uh, yeah, that's a very, very small company. So uh, that, that's uh -huh. also the reason why the game looks uh, is modest, as it is as modest as it is. You know, you, you, mm. you can't make uh, an incredible production value uh, like, uh, like Guilty Gear Strive with only 10 people. <laughs> 10 people is, no. is, is what is needed to make one character in Guilty mm. Gear Strive, not even the engine or the, 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 the netcode. So. No, honestly, yep. like 10 people, for anyone listening, 10 people in terms of trying to create any of these games that you may, have see, may or may not see online, 10 people is not a lot of people. Like, it's a no. lot of arduous work that takes many, many, many years and large, large groups of people. It's not always going to be, you know, facilitated or created by just one or two people. I ran into this the other day, actually, when I was speaking to another friend about how many, um, how many people it would take like, to make a game. And they were like, oh, how many, like one or two people? And I was like, no, like it just, uh, no, it's like, it's, it's a much, much, uh, it's a much different type of uh, production. And, but even so, like, when you explain this to someone like in through like the days of like, or through, through the early uh, idea of like, for example, like a TV show, you wouldn't say like, oh, you know, a TV show just takes like three, four or five people to make, right? Like, no, it's a whole, you know, bunch of systems and like production and like just so many different people within different areas. So yeah, I'm, I'm mm -hmm. kind of glad that you said that actually just so that people could like get a bit of an inkling into how many people there were. Because honestly, even I didn't know. I didn't know that, there were, that they had uh, just 10 people. But yeah, it's a lot of work and they've done a stellar job. So damn. If you, if you want to read about it, I, I wrote an article about this that's called The Surprising Story of uh, French Brit Studio. You can uh, Google would. it and you'll, you, you will find it easily. And uh, yeah, it's, sure. uh, it's, very, it's a very, very interesting story. So... Anyway, can I can I plug another stage of from a Do game it. that we yeah, haven't yeah. talked about yet? Absolutely, man. Come yes. on. Yeah, bring okay, it. Okay, come on. I'm I'm going I'm taking you back to the early 2000s and we are all fighting on Soul Calibur 2 and there's these stages oh, with this music. And that's one of my favorite uh memories of Soul Calibur 2 because the music is incredible. The the if you remember correctly, the, the early 2000 was when a lot of um, there, there was this boom of um, of uh, China, not this boom, but that's the moment where uh, Crouching Tiger, Eden Dragon yes. came out. Mm -hmm. And I remember, well, my family was super fan of this game, of this uh, movie. And I remember mm -hmm. when playing Sukaibo 2 that um, it had this kind of vibe, you know, with the music and the, 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 the because it's a stage in China. You are fighting uh, at the doors of a very, very big Chinese castle. And all around you, when you look at the opposite side, it's all about uh, ladders and uh, towers for invading and, uh, and um, climbing upon the walls. And... Um, and the music also uh, seems to use classic music instruments, and I really, it really, really uh, make made a huge impression on me at the time because uh, I really had the 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 impression that I was fighting the the kind of final battle from a war that I didn't know <laughs> it existed at the time, you know. So mm -hmm. I really, really enjoyed this one. That's so sick. Yeah. Do you have any memories about you? You know the the Soul Calibur series, the stages of Soul Calibur. 
that was one of the only games that I never really like massively got into. So no, unfortunately, like nah. Mm. But it, I've seen I've seen a bunch, and like they do look cool though. Yeah. yeah. Played the first one a lot on the Dreamcast. That was like one of the launch titles, I believe. Yeah, and the, and the game was prettier on Dreamcast than in arcade, which yeah. was yeah. crazy. Yeah, it was it crazy at the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think the developer uh, Namco had famously said, I forget the exact guy that said it, but um, one of the guys on Soul Calibur Dev Team said that famously said back then that that was the best Dreamcast would ever do, like in terms of graphics. <laughs> at launch, and then, Shen- then Shenmu came out. Yeah, so. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Ah, uh, so I love this one. And yeah. uh, from my list, there was a last one. It it's again from Tekken Tag Tournament Two, and I think James is going to enjoy this one uh, because there's oh. like it's it's a two it's a shift it's a um, it's a stage that uh, changes from round one to round uh, to round two, and uh, it changes mood but also music. And the first part. Is all about uh, an eerie, ambient, electronic music with uh, where you are fighting inside a kind of magic pond, I would say. Oh, this sounds and, like my aesthetic. And uh, after that, <laughs> once you beat the the the, the final boss uh, first time, which is June, she transforms into a known, which is the the. Um, the final boss from the Tekken Tag series. And suddenly, once again, the team goes bananas with dubstep and <laughs> and the whole stage turn uh, purple and dark. And uh, each time you fall inside the, the pond, you are covered with uh, with purple goo. And uh, that, was, that was something that really striked me when I played this game. And I was like, whoa, that's, uh, that's kind of what, not what I expected because in the in the first Tekken tag when you you were fighting unknown uh it was inside a temple so it was not very very special but this one you can see that you you know there are rainbows there are um lilies water lilies uh flying flying stone yeah but that's um that's very strange because that's not something you expect from the final boss of the game, you know, and it's right. really, really surprised me. And after yeah. that, I think in the video I linked to you, it's at 50 seconds. It turns oh, like a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, I got that right now. It's risky. Yeah, it's got, got that uh, heaven and hell uh, thing going mm. on, right? Because the, 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 the heavenly imagery there, um, that's like very Eastern heavenly imagery right? mm-hmm. with the, the flowers like very, mm-hmm. very if you go to like a, some buddhist temples you might see you know imagery like that you know showing uh uh there's different worlds in buddhist cosmology right so like like a more beautiful enlightened world that will have like this imagery with the clean water and the lotuses and and then there's a bit of like roger dean going on there with like the floating uh islands and the, the waterfalls yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and then, once you, oh, and yeah, then, okay. yeah, you, you, you come, you, all the pound goes purple, all the, the flowers die. Like everything, everything is dead suddenly. All the flowers, you, you don't see the, the, the flying island around you. There's all, even a, a kind of dark fire, dark or white fire going uh, in the background. And uh, the, the moon became super dark. And suddenly, that's the nightmare vision, you know. So I really, really enjoy this uh, this stage for this. It's very surprising. 
and the music, you, of course. You mentioned something, and you said like China earlier. I just wanted to throw in a couple of these very quickly, but they're also from um, Night Warriors and Dark Stalkers Revenge. But just very quick, I just had to drop these in. These are uh, uh, Senko or like Lele stage. Yeah, Senko stages. Yeah, she she has like she has um these like colored versions of like this uh, stage here. But like it's like what you said before. It's a really like dark kind of like purple, but like also kind of like mm. cute at the same time in in terms of the colors, like type of a uh, ideal. Like you wouldn't look at her and think that she's like evil per se. But like you know, she's literally like a monster. She has this like darkness within her, and she lives in these like dark, sort of like spooky looking areas and stuff. But at the same time, they're also full of colors that you know, full of like sort of lighter greens, lots of pink, lots of purple, which are kind of you know cute in this uh, sort of specific portrayal. So it's kind of interesting the way that they did that for sure. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, I'm just staring at. It. I'm getting lost in this one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially especially the night nighttime. Like when that—that's such a beautiful uh, execution. I mean, dog stalkers in general. Like I feel like they're like the master of like color direction. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and also just to sort of counter on what it is you guys were saying before about like the sort of lack of people in some stages, that's a really good point because you can also get like a big sort of a what's the word for it? You get a feel of like the community in a sense of like who is there in a stage and stuff. And this is one of my other favorite stages here. This is the uh, Chun stage. Like, um, I forget, is it... Wait, what, what, where are we looking? Where are we looking? It's Alpha not, 2. That's, that's World Warriors. Al yeah, sure. That, that's, that's it, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm looking at, like, a bigger list of, of them in front of me, and I just I scrolled up too high. But, yeah, like, they, they, in terms of Chun stages, she always has people, like, in the background, like, doing something, and it's, like, it's always, like, a communal, like, activity. And I think that mm -hmm. says something, like, about her and, like, who it is that she is as a person. Like, they're always, like having some kind of a day out shopping or day training or everyone's cycling together or there's people in a street selling chickens and like someone's riding across the street on a bike like she's, she's always like in the neighborhood type of a thing i think that's really interesting yeah i think it plays into her character as well like yeah she's a interpol agent but she's always you know been under the you know the idea that like she does this to protect her people and to protect like the future I mean, you know, even in Third Strike in the intro, like, she's lending her hand down to, like, the next generation. Like, like it's the thing that permeates throughout her character, uh, you know, throughout all the games. Uh, and I think her stages are, like, a huge a, uh, element to how that actually, like, continues to maintain that consistency. Like, literally every stage she's in is community-based in some way, shape, or form. Uh, and, all, and, like, various aspects of, you know, her community... Like, so it's, yeah, like her stage is it's just as much as a character as she is, and it coincides very well. Absolutely. Like, in a, in a third strike stage, people are just eating, like, in the background, just, like, casually just chilling out. Like, they're not even really, like, cheering about the fight. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're just really yeah. just relaxing. Like, yeah, it comes off as if it happens all the time. Like, yeah. people just challenge truly at this yeah. area, and they're like, oh, this guy's <laughs> going to get beat up again. All right, cool. Like, and they're just in the background, like, yeah, so what are we doing later, Chun you know? Like, it's... Chun Li is doing it again. <laughs> mm -hmm. Exactly. There was, there was a, a comedian that made a sketch about, you know, uh, being careful in the streets and all. He was like, I'm watching Street Fighter games, and uh, they're on the China stage, oh. and uh, and yeah. everyone is... There are two people fighting, and people behind it, 
they don't care. They're like, okay, give me that chicken. And <laughs> yeah, and they're I like, yeah, that's, that, that's the story that you have to learn from for from video games. <laughs> if people are having beef <laughs> near you, you don't give a shit, and you pass, yeah. you pass them, <laughs> you don't care. That's not your business. That's what Street Fighter is telling you. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a that's a really good thing. That's a Roy Wood Jr. That's a, that, that's a, that's who that mm. is. Uh, yeah, he's a, he's awesome. Yeah, a very good one. Yeah, there's a there's a game I think we haven't talked about here, a more recent game that I think a lot of people didn't played it and uh, maybe didn't don't remember it for its stages. But uh, I think the last Killer Instinct, the one from 2014, oh, yeah. has mm-hmm. incredible oh stages. God. Yeah, yes. a lot. They're, Sorry, they're not they're, they're not super pretty as like you know. Because the game in itself is not super pretty. It's very, um, ah, it's it's a bit a game that's uh, screaming at your face, which is normal because it's Killer Instinct, you know. But uh, they added a lot, and I mean a lot of very, very funny animations inside this, these stages. Things that you might not notice on the first time. But for example, when you are, um, when you are, I don't know, like if you take, almost any trailer for this game you're going to have see detail details for the the for the for the the stages the stages themselves there's a lot of things happening for example the the skeleton in um current sync which name is spinal spinal yeah. spinal for example the, yeah. the stage of spinal uh you are among uh wrecked ships if, if i remember correctly and there's even at some point, I think there's the there is a kraken uh, coming in and <laughs> yeah. trying to destroy half of the stage. If you are playing in the stage of of Jago, uh, is is inside a, a giant uh, a giant temple, and if you finish your game with an ultra, uh, the stage destroys itself. Like there's a mm-hmm. giant bell, the giant bell falls to the ground, making making a giant gong like this and uh, half of the the temple crumbles under your hit something like that. and almost all the stages have this kind of uh of small details and destruction if you finish by an ultra and uh really it's an underrated game for its stages mm-hmm. now absolutely i gotta get on this you, you've just reminded me okay so this this is a funny memory of mine but um, back in 2013 i was like 17 like I hadn't, yeah, I didn't turn eighteen until the following year, until the following year. But like, I really wanted to play Killer Instinct, and like, I couldn't because obviously I wasn't old enough to play, unfortunately. But I tried to go to, like, I went to like an event with one of my friends, and it was like right before the Xbox One was like gonna come out properly and stuff. And everyone was like really excited, everyone was really hyped, everyone was really pumped up to go play. And then like we went to go play, and we played like some FIFA, we played a bunch of games. But then there's like the eighteen plus area, and me and my friends tried to sneak in. And we almost did. Mm. We got kicked out. I was like, damn. I almost got to play Killer Instinct. I was like, oh my gosh, damn it. Like, I really wanted to go play it. But um, I, I eventually did get to later on and stuff. But one of my favorites from this entire like game, The Village of Whispers, which is um, ah, Hisako's yes. place. Yeah. yeah. And Hisako's theme, it is absolutely amazing. Like, I, I can't even explain. Like, I've listened to this theme maybe over 100 times maybe maybe 150 times i love mm. this theme so much it is amazing like in terms of the horror vibes in terms of the you know the ability to sort of like put a bone chilling like fear like in you 
just by who it is that Hisako is. And then the sort of like the the childish like chanting in the background, the sort mm-hmm. of the the literal sort of like nice light voice that she has right before she starts like screaming and stuff. Just how heavy the song is as well at times, because obviously you know you got Mick Gordon working on a lot of that stuff, just composing, performing, mixing it. Like the the vocals are by someone called Erica Mariko Olsen, and also like of course lyrics by uh, Casey Edwards and Ali Edwards. Casey Edwards being someone who's worked on other astounding pieces of music like Bury the Light from a DMC5. Also yeah. shout out James for introducing me to that because that's an absolute banger of a track. Bury the Light's great, but yeah, like all of this stuff, it all sort of like gives you that same gut wrenching mm-hmm. feeling. Do you know what I mean? Like it really puts yeah. that. Uh, emotion like within you and like you feel that you feel that music and you see that stage and it all just ties together with the character again it's just it's a perfect uh, trifecta it's it's great and you all all of you guys that really really love dark stalkers you should really take a look at the 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 cyber wolf uh team and stage uh together because the the stage is uh is like the, the the dr frankenstein lab it's uh mm-hmm. it's full oh, really? of strange okay. yeah yeah it's full of strange machinery but it's also installed he installed it inside um, uh, a manoir a castle, so yeah. a castle so you have a bit of architectures for with a uh, giant stairs uh, and uh, giant glasses from uh, on on one side so and uh, and if you if i remember correctly the the music for this character is almost like classical uh classical terrific music so that's uh there really 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 is a lot going on in the in killer instinct stages really and the in killer instinct looking at this it's insane uh, alchemical stage this is beautiful but they're doing really wild stuff with sound design too like your your combos actually play into the music yeah yeah when you when you're finishing when when you're doing the 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 uh, i'm going to find it when you're you're doing the when you have all I think it's one tenth ten uh, percent of your life mm-hmm. you can get killed with an ultra combo and the ultra combo basically it's a pre-coded um, move um, super and uh, each one is doing uh, a specific sound that plays with the team. That's, that's incredible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> A nice you, you literally beat someone wow. up to the track that you're listening to. It's that, great. That's really, really cool. That's, yeah. yeah. And then, like, awesome. also, as well, they have, like, a big finish, and they normally play, like, a big power chord. It's like, do 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 and it's like, oh, damn, that's really cool. Like, I like it a lot. Yeah, yeah. Admired it from afar. I never really played this one, because I know I didn't have that system, but I... I remember all the ki- the new character um, announcements they're doing. Wasn't there, like, a the girl that was kind of like like something from The Ring? Yeah, yeah, right. that's yeah, that's that's the I just put in there. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll put the trailer in. There's there's two there's two characters that I really love. There's um yeah. Isako, who's that who's that ring girl character that you that you mm-hmm. just saw here. I'll put in a a video mm-hmm. there. But there's another thumbnail which is a bit bad. But there's her and there's also like Sadira. Like both of those characters, like to me, they just embody this kind of like powerful, like confident, like scary, like lady, and it's just like, oh my god, like this yeah. person's gonna kill me. Like, what the fuck? Like, it's crazy. Like, yeah, like, it's mm-hmm. really, um, it's really, really interesting. There's this one trailer that I saw, 
like oh my gosh it's, it's even on like the top of listings of the videos i watch but this came out like seven years ago and i did not stop watching it like the day it came out i just didn't stop watching yeah. it like just the way that they mix the music the horror vibes the way that they sort of like the, the way they edit it so smoothly together and they have these like sort of like jump cuts in the middle as well afterwards they kind of like go with the music they've got such a great sense of timing and ability to mix sort of like the music but and do, the action together it's great but yeah. do you know who made those trailers I, uh, wait, wait, wait. Was it, wait, was it Max? Yes, it's Maximilian. Yeah, Maximilian I, I remember, made I all the yeah. trailers from Yeah, yeah I remember this. I remember so, hearing about this. So, yeah, yeah. So of course they are good, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, of course. Uh, Shout the, out to Max, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, the, what what is amazing with the with those trailers is that they also tell the story. So basically, the story, uh, one of the stories from Killer Instinct, this this third installment is that there's a, a mummy called Kanra, which is a new character. And this guy is basically like resurrecting people and being like, I'm gonna take control of them and they're going to fight for me. And each and every time he resuscitates someone and they don't respect him. And so they go wild and he's like, fuck. <laughs> mm. and, and the world, all trailers, it's this. It's it's uh, Kanra trying to resurrect someone and it doesn't go as planned and the 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 person uh, escapes so that's uh but that's incredible the, 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 this game is absolutely incredible you can you can have it for 10 dollars or 10 euros on steam each time there's a sale mm. and of, with this you, you you have like 25 characters 25 stages a, a rollback netcode the the an amazing amount of solo content too and uh, a lot of customization items and oh my god the soundtrack of this game yeah, when I, when i have to when i had to concentrate at work without you know listening to people and be in the state of mind in the zone for two or, for two or three hours i will put the um, the killer instinct soundtrack like the the, the cinder team inferno for like one hour looping <laughs> 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 and i'm like that's crazy that's crazy so yeah, take a look at this game at this game for stages that tell a, a kind of micro story while you are fighting because all of them have things happening in the background independently from you and uh, it tells more about the settings and things like that. And so that's uh, that's super cool. And you guys sold me. You know, I remember this game, but then it kind of drifted away. You know, fighting games come come and go sort of thing. But. Um, mm -mm. My buddy was way into it. I just didn't have the. It was exclusive to that platform. I didn't have it, mm -hmm. so I never got to try it. But Steam for ten bucks, how can I pass that up? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm -mm -mm. I know yeah. it can. Like run. There's no excuse, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, yeah, and I think it yeah. can run on your on every machine, every every computer right now. So uh, release. So go. Oh yeah, go go go. go. Rich, Rich just shouted out the Aganos. Yeah, I remember seeing that. that yes, Aganos. Yeah, mm -hmm. Such a creative oh. character concept. I love it. Yeah, mm -mm -mm. really pushing the envelope for gameplay. Right? I, I, you know, I call that I call that the spirit of the '90s kind of yeah. fighting game when people were just yeah. throwing everything out there. Yeah. And I think Killer Instinct is it was holding on to that, like it, um, Mortal Kombat a little bit too. You know, I mean, Mortal Kombat's do that. Oh yeah. yeah, I think I think it I think it's the uh, there's a playfulness to it, right? There's, there's, mm -hmm. there's like a kind of a, there's an energy that's that's kind of childish almost, but like they take it seriously to execution. But at the same yes. time, it's still, it, it's an interesting concept in that it doesn't take yourself too seriously. So, like, right. you want to perform and give the best that you can, but at the same time, you're talking about Agonos as, like, a giant, you know, like, a whole king, like, statuesque, like, guy with, like, three heads and faces, you know what I mean? Faces, like, it sounds yeah. very silly, 
but it's like it, they, they've just they've, they've done it so well so you, how can you not take it seriously yeah. but yeah it's um it's awesome just to see that they've been able to hang on to that like you said that 90s-esque like feel and that style oh, yeah. I, I really yeah. love that it's free yeah, yeah freedom yeah it, it, there's a free there's a freeness to it there's a, there's a whimsy to it there's an energy to it a dynamism mm-hmm. a connecting mm-hmm. drive it's, it's awesome yeah, yeah. what's I, what's funny is that they they, they also has have rush so the the frogger Rush yeah. the frog from um, from uh, what's this? Yeah. From Battletoads, so it's very nineties in some <laughs> aspect. But what I what I really love about this game, to me, this new killer instinct with all the kind of horror uh, characters they had it. So mm. the, the the girl from the ring, the mummy, the stone golem, things like that. It's basically the American Darkstalkers. Yeah, yeah. And and it plays yeah, for sure. super great. Like it's very a very very intense game, just like Darkstalker. So yeah, I think people who haven't played this game, uh, this game at the moment, they, they should definitely play it because you're going first. It's a very very solid game, and secondly, there's a lot going on. It's a bit it, it's a bit dated, I think, from a visual standpoint, but it's a uh, it's an incredible game. I love it. it I love really- playing it pushed the envelope with the, the gameplay there where it's like with Agonos, um, you know, yep. this is a character that would have been impossible to do in a 2D game. Just the, the mm-hmm. way that he works, he can remove parts of his own body and like place them in the stage, you know? So like the character yeah. himself, he grows or he starts shrinking like the more he uses abilities. It's nuts. It's a really cool concept. Yeah. Mm, he, he can also create walls in the in the stage yeah. and he can, he can then kick you and uh, you cr- you you break all the walls he created, and you can even create I think three walls, and the characters will go like blow 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 and crash at the mm-hmm. at the border of the stage, and a, a lot of characters have things like that. So uh, really uh, really play this game. There's also an amazing tutorial. There are explanations for all characters. That's uh, do it, <laughs> do it, play no, it. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. They're also now that's the thing as well. Like they're just also expressive, like just the mm-hmm. idea of like kicking someone through a wall, like just like building up a little and then doing it again. There's there's a real like there's an energy to that that I like a lot. It's just very fun, yeah. Mm-mm-mm. So anyway, we we uh met, we we went a bit on a tangent on this, but uh yeah, the stages of Care Instinct. Watch them, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Watch them. <laughs> Very very good stuff. Now, I just wanted to mention one one, one other. Like, there's a whole bunch that I could talk about. I'll probably just offhand do it. But like, there's this one here. I love it. It's just it's just so so good. Oh, it's but, cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it's awesome. I believe this is um, it's uh, is, is it Mar- is Marvel's Capcom? This is Marvel's Capcom one. Uh, one. Yeah, but uh, it's quite a longer name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, yeah, yeah. It's got, it's got a longer name, but yeah, like it's it's this one. Basically, I, I love this one just because again, like they, they've they've shown the uh, massive ability to be able to switch up styles within like the medium of pixel itself, but also like they've got such a beautiful way with like rendering like uh, outlines and edges, and yes. also like the hard edges on things. So, for example, like they did this as if it was like a literal comic book. So, for example, mm-hmm. like the lantern that you're looking at on that image that I put in, it's got such a beautiful kind of like hard outline on it. Like the 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 uh, the jaggedness of like the rock faces and stuff like that that you've seen that have sort of you know been destroyed and like dilapidated. Even just if you if you ha- have a look up, just like the straightness of like the wood planks on the ceiling, 
just like looking at those and like just looking at the edginess of them but then if you look in a little bit closer they're kind of like a little bit just slightly just like just skew with jagged a little bit like real wood is uh, i love it i just love looking at the ways that like they've been able to take so many staples of their own skill set and then like mix that into like regular staples of like comic art of this period and just like merge them together into such like, a beautiful thing all of the stages so, in this game are great so honda's stage is in the women's bath basically yeah, 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 that's what the lantern yeah. says. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love, I love. Oh, oh, you you crush the wall. You go inside the the woman bus, and all they they do is like, okay, punch his face <laughs> like that. <laughs> they're cheering you like, yeah, they're like, okay, yeah, girl, like destroy him and all. <laughs> totally. Now I lo I love it so much. They're, they've just got so many awesome ones. For example, they've got like the the blue area of the moon. I've seen mm. here. They just so many it's just it's just so hard to talk about them because like, there's just a billion and one of them like for example mm -hmm. even like the avengers headquarters like the animation on that is just out of this world like, yeah it's just awesome when they have all the different faces on the uh, computers and stuff yeah super super cool beautiful yeah yeah those are good yeah yeah i think since we're talking about uh you know marvel in the versus series there is one stage that uh, I feel like we should definitely talk about, and it's from uh, X-Men Children of the Atom. Yes. It is uh, Psylocke's stage. I believe the stage is called Night Moon. Uh, okay. It is by far one of my favorite stages within the Versus series. Uh, if anything, I mean, I, I'm sure I've talked about Psylocke's sprite before, on this podcast you mean uh, the girl from atlanta yes 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 that's it, yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> um <laughs> one of you know seeing her sprite was obviously like one of the coolest things because uh it was literally like the the co confirmation for me that like man this game is x-men gone anime and you know when this game came out that was a big big deal uh so seeing her sprite this way was like just one of the best experiences that I, I could have had with, uh, you know, like a Capcom fighting game, especially like a Marvel, uh, you know, Capcom fighting game. And uh, her stage, of course, is one of those stages that is a, a rising stage. I have this huge thing with them, uh, hmm. you know, it's in terms of, uh, you know, Relento having that stage like that in Alpha 2. And uh, <clears throat> this right here was the stage that started it all for me. Um on top of that, the BG, the BGM, like the theme for that stage, was uh, fantastic. I mean, Psylocke never had like she didn't have a theme per se in like the X Men animated series, but uh, somehow Capcom was able to create something that definitely felt like uh, this was a Psylocke theme. Um, there was something about it that was both mysterious and kind of like uh, I guess ninja like somehow. I know that's like weird to say like how does music sound ninja like but something about it was uh very much like someone moving around in the night uh and uh, it just it just really captured like a particular feeling um it's probably similar to what's seen in the i believe the japanese commercial for x-men mutant apocalypse the super nintendo game that capcom uh came out with and uh you know you see wolverine and omega red kind of like clashing at each other like bouncing off of like buildings and when they reach like the top the crescendo of the shot it does very much feel like a Psylocke stage. I'm not sure what came first in terms of production, but uh, there is a similarity and a parallel there. So uh, 
yeah, that stage is like is fantastic. It's definitely one of my favorites for sure. Absolutely. I, I just got to give a quick shout out to um, Children of Adam. So many good stages. Uh, but my, my favorite was the Danger Room. That that was like yeah, oh, yeah. three <laughs> awesome stages in one. Like the, the first time I played that, I mean, I was like, oh, cool. It's the Danger Room. Like right away you recognize it. It's it's straight out of, you know, the, um, the, the Jim Lee, uh, Chris Claremont, you know, X-Men. Uh, like it's super iconic but then like it's like wait like they're actually turning it on and like no okay now you're like underwater now you're like in the jungle like it it's it's awesome and there's so much stuff going on there, there's uh when it's underwater there's uh you know fish and rays swimming by you and you see like sort of the light dancing on the on the floor as if it's coming through the water from above and it's so rich and lush and um it's so fun to look at it, it, it's yeah such an awesome stage that whole game is uh, absolutely amazing yeah yeah they went wild with the stages because um i i think that was it was that the first capcom fighter with the uh, super jump yeah. yes I think was, so. right? yeah. yeah so the stages had crazy verticality too so mm -hmm. I, I think they went even crazier with the stages in that than in uh dark stalkers you know like they um because the, the oh yeah the supers in that game like they would just pinball you all over the stage too so you really got a good look mm, at yeah them. yeah mm. yeah and the aerial waves and, yeah oh. and children of the atom was what 94? Yeah. Was yeah. 94 yeah 94 94 94 how many games yeah. came out capcom put out so much pivotal stuff around the same like within the like a span of just like two three years right because i think yeah three years, maybe six can you believe yeah. Games? <laughs> yeah, we, yeah we, i think akimon just you know was really just exploring animation and it was just like the timing of when they were getting certain licenses and projects it was just like you know being able to put those things into fruition it just led to like a snowball of just like overall development innovation at the time yeah. uh i mean you look at wolverine sprite to this day oh. like you can't That's replicate no you you can't like it's just like, I'm sure that, you know, Arxis probably would have something that would be close, but there's something about just every single movement of uh, his sprite in X-Men Chosen of the Atom. I don't know if there's another Versus game that has the same amount of animation frames for Wolverine. I feel like uh, as games came out, like, his frame rate would drop uh, in, on certain moves. Um, but, like, if you look at his animation in X-Men Chosen of the Atom, it is, he is a movie by himself. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and it's just, man, like that game back then, like it just was like a catalyst. It was like a, like I said, it was a snowball of just mm -hmm. uh, innovation uh, at that time, um, you know, and it, and it showed in their backgrounds too, because I mean, I still feel like, like what Richmond's saying, I feel like both X-Men Chosen of the Atom and Street Fighter 3 New Generation, there's something about the foundation of the, the, of those games that even you look at third strike and the backgrounds are great in third strike but then you look at alex's stage from new generation and you're like wait yeah like, <laughs> like, wait, whoa. Like, like what happened here like are you sure that this was in new generation and then this was in third strike because it seems right. like there's a, a particular approach in that game and similarly to children of the atom where you look at these stages you're like wait a minute like juggernaut stage for instance in children of the atom like I think it's like a space, like a the shuttle, like silo area, like 
that's that's literally like from you feel like you're in a scene from the show like the detail the the scale and scape of it is just like it's unmatched you know but yeah it you know something about they they laid a foundation down and it was like okay we're going to continue to do it but that that first foundation there's something about it that just uh you know it, it captures something that is just you can't it's it hasn't been replicated you know um and you know capcom really really put a stamp on uh i guess like a stamp well capcom and snk obviously in their oh, own yeah. way uh you know put a put a stamp on what to expect from uh, a living and breathing stage oh man yeah 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 we should yeah we should probably talk about those things oh. i'm gonna let i'm gonna I'm going I'm to listen my tag in because, uh, yeah, this is some fire stuff. Now, there's, there's so much cool stuff in it, but I just wanted to mention a couple of just, like, very small, like, little things. But it's, like, I've clipped in – it's kind of hard to explain, I guess, on the podcast with visual. But, like, I've just clipped in a couple of moments in, like, these uh, King of Fighters 13, like, stages, like, the backgrounds. And what it is that you guys were saying here just reminded me of this because I have to remember to tell you guys this. But, like, there's so many just small little animated sequences – that I've just noticed now after talking and listening about what you guys have to say. And it's like, it's just changed the way that like, I view like animation like in games, even just talking with you guys. Like, there's just so many little things that I pick up on now. For example, like this one here is like one of the most like beautiful animated sequences that I've seen like my entire life. Like just the, the small like opening of like the blade here on the stage, like the way that, that the light reflects off the sword and like goes ah, back yes. on his shirt and the you know I mean like the little things like this. Mm. It's um this character uh, Moria um, and the cat from the last blade in the background on the stage, yeah, but that's yeah. the that's Mister Karate stage in Kyoak fourteen. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's one that, of the most it. beautiful stages of the game and the music also the remix they did for the Mister Karate music with the 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 flute is incredible too. Yeah, but like this this is what it, um, this is why I'm glad that we had like this conversation like, about this because like there are just so many beautiful stages from games that I've just been looking at now, and it's just like they're just reminding me of like why it is that like I enjoy doing what I do and why it is like I enjoy just this podcast and like talking to the people and just learning and listening about what it is you guys have to say about all this because like it just gives me like, another reason to go back and look. Do you know what I mean? And then like to notice mm-hmm. things that I've not seen before just like little things like new things even for example i've seen like this stage i forget what it's from i don't know but like, i've seen this stage so many times throughout like my whole life on the internet i don't know exactly where it's from but like i just look at it sometimes and i just think about all the work that's gone into it and i'm like yeah i'm happy that like i'm here to look at this you know to see uh-huh. like the these awesome like leaves falling down and like scattering on the ground and stuff and to know all of the ways in which like people have worked so hard for all these cameos from like other characters into stages that I love and enjoy and stuff like that. But then on top of all of this too, to even be able to go back and look at like all the stages from like Street Fighter Alpha games, for example, games that I've not, I didn't grow up with these games, but like learning about them through you guys even more so. Like I've, get, I've been able to see all this stuff. Do you know what I mean? It's just, it's awesome to see. Yeah, oh cool, you already wrote about it. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, like we've got the eyes. You can see it. Like, yeah, it's it's, it's awesome. Like it's all gem yeah, fighter it, stages you you guys are putting in there, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. Beautiful, man. Yeah. God. Rest uh, these these are game. Much my favorite. Yeah, gem fighters, uh Alpha Three. I mean <laughs> those stages are uh you know, it's it, Alpha two and Alpha Three by far like just have some of the most beautiful looking uh stages i mean like alpha 2 kind of like 
raise the bar to a point I didn't even think was possible at the time. But then Alpha 3 sort of maintained uh, that and like explored upon it with way more detail than normal. I think this is Armika stage that he linked here. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, yeah, that, that pro wrestling like banner is just yes. like, it's such an amazing stage. Like, there's so yeah. much. Mm -hmm. story going on in the background there's just it's it's a beautiful stage and there's so many stages like this in alpha 3 um you know again if these are games you haven't played or haven't touched i mean you know i think if you i think they're available on like playstation 3 uh but yeah if you can ever get your hands on these alpha games or just look at some stages online uh you know there's plenty of places that have like you know gifs that you great gifs that you can look at um they're just beautiful. There's so much to absorb in like all of them. Yeah, I mainly I mainly play on Fight Kid with my friends, and like that's kind of been like my introduction. But like I also was like lucky enough to like finish. Um, I went to I went to an actual real life arcade, uh, NQ64 in Manchester. But like I got to finish uh, playing uh, Street Fighter uh, Alpha Three, and like I beat I beat the whole game. Cause I've I've done it a couple times just here generally on my on my own. But like, I did it for the first time like there, and like nobody else had. So like my name was at the top of the thing, and I was like, damn, nice. I did an arcade thing. That was cool. Mm. Like yeah, it, it felt it felt good to do that. But like just looking at the game and like as it was like. So, you know supposed to be and just like seeing it with like my own actual eyes and stuff like that it just yeah it's it's really really just nice it, it's just like a delight you get to just experience all of it and it's kind of mm -hmm. added supposed to be which is extra special so yeah really cool okay i'm gonna ruin the mood guys because this track reminded me about probably one of the most hideous stages ever made which is of course the stage with tracks in Street Fighter Cross Tekken. Oh my god! <laughs> I do you know oh, what? Do you know what? Because I'm gonna go you. I like uh, these. I like. I'm not even. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna lie. I like these. No, I'll I'm not mad at that. Yeah. No, I love. I love the dynamism in the in those stages. But ah, oh, this game is so ugly. Like so garish. You think so? Uh, <laughs> I'll say something. I'll say something. Oh. People, some people may or may not agree, but I don't really care. Here's what I'll, here's what I'll say. Right. I personally, I think that like at this period of time, especially with regards to like, the jump from like a three to two or four, I can see why it is that people would feel this way. But what I will say is the fact that like, with regard to the tech that they had at the time, with regard to the sort of like the mirroring of like the what do you call it, of the the success of so many other three D games and stuff, all, a lot of games were already going like in this direction, but. In terms of the stage, what, what, what I forget where it's where it is or what it's called. There it is. It's the stage when the, when they're on top of the uh, of the roof and they've got the trees mm -hmm. behind them and stuff. Like yeah, I yeah. don't think it, I don't think it looks that bad at all. Like I really I, I like what it is that they're doing in terms of composition. I like what it is that they're doing in terms of like color choices. Sure, mm -hmm. it's a little bit like janky looking in some stages. And like in terms of like the gameplay, I'm not going to get into all that. But I can see people's like gripes with like the gem system, all that stuff. I get that. But like visually for me, like especially in terms of backgrounds, I don't think it's that bad. I like the fact that it changes no, no. during each Does round. That, no, no. Yeah, it could be cool. No, the backgrounds are cool. I think I love the dynamism. Yeah. Like, like I said, like for you, the, the state on the roof, you, you find there's Kunimitsu like arguing with, uh, with uh, a ninja from Street Fighter 3, for example. Mm -hmm. uh, when you go a level down, you see uh, some other people from other games, things like that. So, no, th there are some ideas inside. The, the ideas yes. are great, but sometimes the execution. The execution's a bit whack, yeah. Oh, it's uh, it's 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 like they, they tried to do you know HDR HDR uh, yeah before HDR was available on those consoles and so the 
the colors are so bright that it burns your eyes and uh but uh, but 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 it has this game has something for it if you I, I sent you a video and the first stage is a jurassic era research facility where they yeah. are uh, which is basically uh the, the jurassic park uh, stage with the uh, t-rex and uh fighting in the background diplodocus pterodactyls and even alex from Tekken the raptor with the the the, the boxing gloves but mm -hmm. sometimes it's the, the um, i think we, what, what we say in france is a faute de goût <laughs> I don't know how to <laughs> translate it, but uh, oh, I love the dynamism. But oh, it's so garish. It's so garish sometimes. Yeah, I can. De I can definitely that's understand that for sure. It's very, very over the top. Uh, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let, let's talk about something that I'm, I'm pretty sure we could all agree on is uh, a beautiful <laughs> game, especially in terms of stages. Is uh, Capcom versus SNK One. Yes. Whoa, uh, yes. I mean, I, I love yes. part two. Part two is amazing. The three D stages in that are great, but the the first game, uh, hands down, is the better presentation. Like uh, all the stages yeah. are are these uh, high def, rich, beautiful two D illustrated stages, and um, they really do feel like a combination of like the best of Capcom and SNK. You know, like uh, just the the crazy <clears throat> color theory and like festive attitude of like Capcom stuff with the the cinematic qualities of the SNK, you know, like uh, like you get yep. that iconic um, the, the 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 burning the, there's you know some horrific traffic accident like mm -hmm. like yeah. there's a there's just this this huge fire and then there's like a pile up all these cars and um, it, and the 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 fire in the back there's smokes going in the air it's all animated like filling the screen and uh, there's like a rim light on the characters when they fight on the stage. Yeah. They know that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I, ah, man, one of one of my favorite stages uh, definitely is the under construction yes. stage from yes. this game. And yes. one of the things about it that's great, um, you know, we were talking a lot about like stages being living, breathing characters, just as much as characters themselves are in fighting games. Uh, Capcom vs. SNK One did something that was fantastic with how they would present and introduce a stage to you before the fight starts. So. Before you get to this stage, there is a Japanese sign. It's like a construction sign letting you know that uh, this dojo is currently under construction. And it starts to, like, break off of, I guess, its foundation. And then it, like, slides off on the screen. And it takes you to the front of this actual stage. Ah, yeah. Before you fight. Um, and just something small like that is, like, a... It, it seems like a like a minute detail, but when you're playing the game, especially for the first time, uh, you're not expecting that, especially from a Capcom game. And that sort of storytelling to let you know that this is a dojo under construction, and then the sign falling off, and then you being pulled into the stage itself, uh, was such a like a wonderful touch that really made you feel like the world of Capcom vs. SNK was finally happening, and it, it had so much life, and that the wait was worth it. Like that stage did that for me. Um, I believe that's Edge in the background from uh, yeah, Rival School. Rival School, yeah. Um, this dojo is also across the street from uh, Sunsun, which is actually Guy's stage in Alpha One. Oh my God! Um, yeah. Oh yeah. You know, and that stage is actually a street that was close to the Osaka office for Capcom. So uh, it's wow. in, in a way you can imagine that Capcom's like official office was like down the block. Uh, from Guy stage and from this stage from CVS One. So there's like a lot of story uh, 
you know, compacted into this one little, uh, mm-hmm. you know, area. So, like, whenever I saw this stage, it was always, like, a, a wonderful sight to see. Um, and as you're fighting on this stage, I do believe that certain parts of it you hear breaking down, like, the, the wood, like, and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, this... It falls apart as you're fighting on it. It's awesome. Yeah, this... Yeah, it's one of the most beautiful stages. Um, and, and Richmond brought up a really good point. Um, this stage, the all, all the stages, actually, uh, the execution of them is a very distinct style that combines the best of Capcom and SNK. The ones in CVS 2 I do love. Don't get me wrong, I love them. But there's something super special about how they were approached in Capcom versus SNK 1 that, you know, just going back and looking at them, there's so much to absorb. There's so much to take in. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just looking at this um, tweet here from uh, VG Densetsu. And, like, uh, it's from a bit ago, but this stage that they're mentioning from uh, Capcom possessing K1, they really did take, like you like you were mentioning there, just, like, lots of areas from, like, the actual districts, like, that are, you know, real. And they, they just put them all together in, in a big mishmash of the, of the stage itself, and they composed them all properly and stuff. But, yeah, they have here... Like I got the what like retouch element to that uh, it says uh what's the word for it the Shinsekai district in Osaka and it's like they've got the paper mache like Fulu like the was it Sutenkaku Tower in the background I believe that is but yeah like there's a whole bunch of like street lamps in this place and like when you actually look at this image and then you sort of like break down what it's composed of it makes sense like they've taken all these really cool areas and bits and pieces and of their favorite you know places from an area and they just said hey. We're gonna compose them nicely and put them all here. So, yeah, it's just like what you were saying about like that other like sun sun place and stuff like that. You can picture like the world and like bits of it and how they've kind of like molded it into a a more believable place within their own like baby world. It's it's kind of cool. Yeah. So that that tweets about Osaka, right? It's about how they they took different parts of Osaka and uh, mm-hmm. boiled it down for that stage. Um, uh, Capcom and SNK, they're they're both based in uh, Osaka, right? They're not they're not Tokyo ah. uh, companies. And um, and you know Osaka is very different from like the rest of Japan, right? It's uh, oh yes, very much, totally, totally different. Okay, so real quick, I, I've only yes. been there once, uh, unfortunately for like just half a day. Um, this was two years ago, Tokyo Game Show. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I was in Japan for biz, you know business matching for Tokyo Game Show, and then um, I, I I I contacted, I reached out to. Uh, uh, Koji Akimoto, uh, led, you know, amazing sprite artist, the dude that came mm. up with the idea for Darkstalkers. Uh, he, he was the uh, the Western comics uh, super fan that made sure like the Marvel games were really authentic. He, he literally translated comics for everyone on the team. And then he became actually, a, a, he left Capcom to become a localizer. He, he brought out like all sorts of uh, Western comics in, in, in Japan. Amazing guy. And um, so I, 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 I flew to Osaka because I was like, there's no way I'm going to miss out on an opportunity to like have lunch with this guy. So I, I flew there and flew back in like the same day. But like while I was there, um, it felt so festive. I was like, oh my God, like I can totally see why like SNK and Capcom came from here and not, not yeah. from Tokyo. Mm. Totally yep, different, yeah. totally yep. different vibe. And just real quick, the first thing I saw when I got to Osaka, I, I took a red-eye flight, so I got there like really early in the morning. I, I thought it would be dead, right? So I, 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 I take a bus from the airport <laughs> in the city, and then I get off the bus, and I'm like, oh, man, I'm so excited to be here. And then I hear music, and I'm like, huh, 
what's going on? Like, so I just kind of follow the sound of this music. I'm just walking through, you know, the, the city. And then I see all these people lined up, literally, like, like, like around the block, like tons of people. And they're all old. And then um, they're all like waiting in front of a building. And then it turns out it's a pachinko parlor. And then this, this sounds like a, a Capcom or SK stage, right? Like, there's all these old people lined up and then like a mascot costume like the dude in a mascot a cute animal comes out and there's this festive music and it's like waving to the old people and it's it's uh, it turns out it was like respect your elders day at the at the pachinko it was like oh, open early and like they were all getting ready to like play pachinko and i was just like awesome. oh my god <laughs> this is amazing <laughs> uh, there's a there's a joke about you know there, there are memes about Osaka in Japan, like for example, Facebook memes and things like that. And one of them that uh, that was explained to me by a Japanese friend that when the police tries to recruit, you know, in Japan, if you watch the the, the ad for for Tokyo, you're like you have the the nice you know um, policeman and woman uh, in the helping the elderly cross the road or things like that you know? and the ad for osaka is the, the cops running after bandits <laughs> <laughs> and you're like yeah that's osaka right yeah. that's completely osaka yeah uh, uh, yeah i i saw this um uh, uh there was this variety show uh they, they were they were doing this gag right so they um They'd go up to strangers and pretend to shoot them, you know, with, the, with your fingers. Like yeah, fingers. yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you, do you ever see that clip? Like when? No, when I they, know a story about this though. Okay. So they, 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 the cameraman, you know, the the guy goes like pew pew. Right in Tokyo, everyone's like, "What the hell is wrong with this person?" Like they yeah. just totally ignore them. They just don't want anything to do with it. In Osaka, like everyone was playing. You know, everyone was like yeah. shooting back. Like, um, you know, like <laughs> people would like pretend to dodge. And then um, they 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 were like, oh cool, like they're reacting to the the gun. Next, they would just pretend to slash people with an invisible samurai sword. <laughs> they just go up to him, and like one guy, like you'd think he was like a stuffy old man, right? Like well dressed in a business suit. Like they slash him, and he goes, cool. Like he gives up this like awesome like samurai <laughs> like scream, you know. Another dude oh, is just right. like. He's walking home. He's got his groceries. They slash him, and without missing a beat, he drops his groceries and falls dead That's on the ground. Hilarious! It was, it was so you know, uh, you've met Felipe, right? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, anime, yeah, manga artist. Yeah, he did. He did people chew, and he did. Uh, oh yeah, that's my boy, man. Yeah. Yeah, good. For, he's a good friend of mine, right? So he um, he li he lived in Japan for a while, like six, seven years, working on the uh, on people chew and stuff. And he told me that when he got to Osaka, and he and I both love Osaka. Like I fell in love with that city, like. I was there for maybe 12 hours and I was like, yeah, I could, I could, I could live here. You know, yeah. yeah same, completely yeah. same. <laughs> yeah. And he said that when he learned about the gun, the, the fake gun shoot thing, that he ran all over the city doing that to everybody. And, there, oh. and he was so amazed that everybody would do it back. It's like, Oh my God, that's so cool. It really was. He said, what? Yeah. He goes, there's a guy like, like a, like a salary man that was like obviously in a hurry for his train. He was running. Felipe shot him. The guy was like, Ugh. he had a stop. He turned around. He, he played along, but he still ran to his train afterwards. It's <laughs> hilarious. Oh, yeah, it's like I didn't. I forgot to do that when I was out there because I was so just in awe of everything. Um, what, so what, funny. What's funny about uh, Osaka about Osaka is that um, there's um, 
there's a place like apparently the 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 remote says okay the south of osaka is like the the, the hot japan you know like uh, dangerous yeah. japan you're like you, you can basically walk uh at midnight uh completely drunken and there's no problem so that's you know what they mean by that but apparently a friend that is from osaka told me that no all the all the the the, 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 the criminal activities and things like that they all went up to the north in the residential area because it's way more calm to conduct business and i was like what <laughs> and, and what's funny is that snk new offices they are actually are in the north of osaka in those uh, residential places oh, <laughs> so i was like what <laughs> where am i going <laughs> that <is so> cool. <laughs> Gosh. and yeah 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 if you are wow. the only moment i was uh, uh drunk in japan uh, in 2016 for a while on a three-week trip was in osaka i remember uh living my best salaryman uh experience in the train going back to uh <laughs> to kyoto completely Gosh, drunk and sleeping with my girlfriend yeah. being like being like please please stop <laughs> embarrassingly that's perfect you did it you did it proper then i'd have to say yeah. you mixed right yeah, in, you right? did the whole yeah. thing the proper osaka <laughs> life yeah <laughs> god you guys are making me miss it just all this osaka times like god I, I was there early last year and i just i immediately wanted to go back after i left i was like just so into it Man. I've never been, but I definitely will go in my lifetime for sure. Like, just I was speaking to someone, to an artist friend of mine, Terry, recently, just like well, literally yesterday about like possibly visiting Japan one day, because like it's just something that I've always wanted to do. But in so many different like aspects of life, in terms of, like martial arts, in terms of art, but like every time I hear anyone talk about going, they've always had the time of their life, and I'm just like, damn, I gotta go. So it's true, yeah, it's man. It's funny that this conversation happened. It's it's yeah. true, man. Um, like the minute I got off the plane. Like, it just felt amazing, you know, like anywhere that even before I went to the places that I really, really wanted to go, just being there was just like amazing. Like, just just my feet being on the street was like, wow, this is amazing. Like walking and just looking like like simple stuff that people don't think about. Right. Like. Just walking past the Japanese Seven Eleven, I was like, "Wow!" <laughs> like it was just like, "Look at those! Look at those Family Mart crates!" Oh yep. man, you know, like it's just it's all this little minutiae that like adds up, like as you're walking around and as you're like exploring and just like looking at stuff. Like I was like, "Wow!" There's like no smoking signs like in front of this place on the ground. Like as you're walking, like 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 there's one where it was like, "Don't look at your cell phone too much" or something. And I was like, man, like, you know, just little things. And then you go to the place you really want to go. You're just like, oh, my God, I don't want to leave. Like, it's yeah. just, it's so amazing. Like, uh, I, I went to the the garden in uh, Shinjuku. It's kind of like the Central Park of, like, Shinjuku. Yeah. And I was just like, I loved hearing everything before I went into the garden. And I love that I can't hear anything now. <laughs> like it's just so many simple things, man. Like it's I know that it may seem like people are kinda like uh over exaggerating, but like if you have a love for like aspects of Japan, like just being there is like it's an amazing experience, man. So like yeah. if you can definitely do it, like please and whatever you do, document everything. Even the mm-hmm. dumbest, simplest 
thing because you will want to remember it. Yeah. Oh, I will. Dude, I did. <laughs> People right. thought I was like, crazy because I, I stayed in Shinjuku, and then there was a place I wanted to go eat in Shibuya, and I walked there. Right, and it was like I don't know three yes. miles. <laughs> yes. But, but, and it's through these like just sort of random kind of you can kind of kind of call them suburban streets. You know, they're just residential areas. And those yeah. little narrow streets are winding. They're completely spotless. The roads are perfectly paved. And it was maximum comfy. I was like, this, I'm never going to forget this. And, and this is such a regular old walk through Japan on an overcast day. But I, someone showed me a picture the other day of a random street in Japan. I goes, oh, that takes me back. I saw a yeah. Tommy Lee Jones ad on a, um, it was like a coffee vending machine. Yes, the Boss Coffee. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. I took that's, a picture of that. <laughs> If we if we ever, if we ever make a video game with a, a Japanese stage, that's going to be the, the bus coffee machine. And if you want yeah. the detail about the, the our future SNK stage, um, as the when I was going out of the of the metro in uh, Osaka, that's the only moment in my whole three weeks in Japan that I saw a cigarette butt on the ground. Ooh. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Take that picture so of that. Cool. Oh, my God. Osaka is so wild. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. anyway. Yeah. 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 Go to Japan. What a tangent again. Yeah, when, when, when we can. When we can. Huge tangent. Now, I can't wait. Um, okay. Uh, I think I'm going yeah. to have to leave you guys because uh, same. Yeah, 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 yeah. We gotta, we gotta wrap things up. Epic yeah. three hours, man. Oh yeah, goodness. yeah. Flew I know. Mm-hmm. It went so fast. I had so much fun. <laughs> it was awesome. I love hearing all this. Stuff. Yeah, same here. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Uh, who, um, okay. Any, any, any final words on 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 uh, the game stages? Yeah, uh, have anything a, just. Uh, uh, if anything, no, no, no. Uh, just like stages are just as important as characters, and there's yeah, so much absolutely. life and story uh, that you can find in any of them through various, you know, fighting games that we've talked about. Um, you know, the same way that someone can read a book and like discover things about characters, I mean, you can literally just go through a stage select in any fighting game, and there's so many things that you can find and so much you can gain or glean just from uh admiring the the work uh that went into those stages both the execution of the art itself but uh the meaning behind it in terms of narrative like there's so many uh wonderful things that you can you can gather from it so i highly recommend just uh you know turn it on the game if you have it uh if you don't you know look at some beautiful gifs and images and uh just really take in just like how beautiful fighting game stages really can be yeah absolutely 100 percent. yeah absolutely just have fun with it like find some of your favorite stages find what you love find what you enjoy and just really just dive in because like these images they are out there just go and have a look try a new game really try and take in and appreciate what it is that you're seeing like james was saying just if you find a new game that you want to play or just any game that you've got just boot it up and have a look because like you might find something new now that you've listened to us talk or even just you know randomly looking on your own so yeah go have fun looking at some stages because we sure will oh yeah all right. I'm going. I'm going to have to say, make the place where you live your own stage in life. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> <Indeed>. <laughs>
<laughs> in the stage. That's very true. Very true. Oh, That's you, good. You really have been embodying that this year, right? Oh, yeah, I was yeah, going to yeah, say, yeah, talk about it. So, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm just finishing renovating my apartment and I'm I'm like uh, b buying all sorts of posters and things like that. <laughs> I'm like I have to stop. I'm going not going to have enough uh, walls to put them on. I'm just saying I can't wait to anyway. see Thomas' stage. You know what I mean? That's what yeah, I'm yeah. Yeah, come, yeah. Come, come and see, come and see my stage. Now I have a, a beautiful uh, wooden uh, balcony. Yeah, oh. yeah. Absolutely. Mm. Wooden balcony. Take a look. Yeah, that's uh, that's the best stage for you, my city. <laughs> You're going no. to love it. Anyway. Uh, Sounds right, cool. good. Let's wrap it up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Okay. Okay. Oh my goodness. This one. Um. That was, that was a breezy three hours. <laughs> that, was, that was the fastest three hours. I know. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah, listeners, dear listeners, uh, if you made it this far, thank you so much for uh, you know hanging out with us. Uh, yeah. If uh, if you enjoy the podcast, um, uh, yeah, please follow us on Twitter. Uh, you can follow us at Art Eater Podcast. Uh, A R T Podcast. <laughs> Our A R T E A T E R podcast. So if you're up? still here, I hope you enjoy it. Everybody, part of the yeah. late gang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, if you want to catch up on the old podcast, go to uh, arteater.com, A R T E A T E R.com. Um, yeah, you can see all of our, you know, every previous podcast that we've had uh, in all their meandering glory all up there uh super fun to record with you guys every every weekend um yeah i'm i'm your host richmond you can follow me on twitter at richmond lee that's r-i-c-h-m-o-n-d underscore l-e-e um yeah i'm always talking about art and like retweeting tweeting cool art and um yeah once in a while i'll show you some of the stuff i'm working on like for instance uh uh making a game right now called exactly uh, tactics so oh, yeah. You, you, please yeah. check that out um you, you can follow us on Twitter once again at Zeka. That's Z E C H A uh, Tactics. Uh, you can also go to zekatactics.com. Uh, yeah, we're making a really cool uh, mecha strategy game with you know 3D uh, cell shaded graphics, harkening back to uh, 80s and 90s anime. So all the uh, awesome stuff that I talk about here that inspires me, you know, that's that's what I'm channeling uh, into the game that we're making. Yeah, so please uh, check that out and. Yeah, everyone else, um, let let us let the listeners know what you're up to, how, how they can follow along. Well, uh, I'm James Stanley. You can find me on uh, Twitter mostly, uh, a little bit on Instagram, but my Twitter handle is beefy underscore kunoichi. That is B E F Y underscore K U N O I C H I. On Instagram, I am stride underscore driver S T R I D E underscore D R I V E R. I don't know what my thing is about underscores, but it is what it is. Um, I am a storyboard artist, uh, art director, comic book artist. I, I do a lot of drawing. I do a lot of stuff. Um, and uh, basically on my Twitter, um, I mostly talk about uh, a lot of my progress work. Uh, I talk about a lot of stuff that I like, a lot of stuff that inspires me. Uh, sometimes it can be inspiring to others. You know, that's up for you to decide. But uh, if you're into that kind of thing, you know, definitely check me out on Twitter. And on uh, Instagram, uh, it's basically a lot of finished processed work for my comic and uh, some fan art for fighting games. It seems like that seems to be my uh, my trend right now. Um, do have some Guilty Gear stuff coming, but uh, I'll talk about that a little bit later. So, uh, yeah, that's me. 
Okay, so it's my turn. Sorry. Uh, so I'm Thomas. I'm from. Uh, I'm a web developer from France. Uh, webmaster of Artiter.com. And uh, hey, guys, I didn't told you, but I found a new job. Oh, so I'm so oh, awesome. super happy. Yeah, yeah, I'm starting awesome. in uh, in this in December, and uh, every and everything started be because I I, I shit posted on Twitter. So you should probably not follow me <laughs> on Twitter <laughs> at uh, Tomasaurus T H O M A S O R U S, and uh, my website too is T H O M A S O R U S dot com. So uh, I mostly retweet uh, good art. Uh, a lot of it comes from Adam. Uh, I rant about JavaScript, and uh, most of the time I'll tweet in French or things like that uh, that uh, maybe you will understand or not. Anyway, uh, join me and uh, join uh, the Artiter crew uh, on Twitter. It's important. Bye. Uh, awesome, Bye. awesome. Mm. Yeah, like this was a super fun episode. I'm glad everyone could have been here and stuff. So yeah, uh, sup everybody. It's Adam, uh, AJ here. I'm a game and level designer, pixel artist, international taekwondo fighter. I always say that because it's true. Uh, yeah, I go by AJ on Twitter. You can find me over there at AJ Mattis. So that's uh, at A-J-M-A-T-T-I-S. AJ Mattis, that's me. Uh, I love to create and share and retweet all kinds of cool art and creative projects that I see online. Uh, you know, Thomas just said that. But yeah, like I love to post out what people are doing. It's really cool. There's a lot of good art there. I love to share it and stuff. So it's rad fun. Uh, if anyone wants or needs any pixel art related work or any help or anything else like that, I'm available at the moment and active. So please do get in touch. Uh, a couple people have as well. So it's been really fun. And I hope that people that do continue to enjoy. So that should be, you know, rad fun and stuff so we'll keep on doing that and yeah if you have anything else that you want to say to me because it's actually happened a couple of times uh, just drop me a follow drop me a message and stuff and then yeah we can uh, chat up and have a good time but this was a really fun episode i'm glad that i got to discuss and hear the wealth of information that you guys have about all these beautiful cool ass stages and i'm glad that we could do this with our special guest who's going to talk right now <laughs> thank you yeah this uh... was so so cool to be a part of this uh, big fan you know richmond and i old friends that go back a, a many years former co-workers still good buddies and um it's so awesome to be around other people just like-minded folks all having the same passions for art for, for creativity for for fighting games for games in general and just to hear this exchange of ideas and knowledge and insights love it fastest three hours of my life uh you could find me online i'm i go by the other mike judge on uh, Twitter, that's my that's my name, but the uh, the handle would be Gorotoro G O R O underscore T O R O. I am a character designer. I've done some animation, done some art direction, uh, just an all around creative. Uh, you can find sort of random, you know. I, I can't sum up my my Twitter page. The stuff I find amusing. Some of it's uh, vintage Japanese uh, uh, tokusatsu stuff or uh, random historical facts, cool art that I see, retweets from uh, art friends that I have. I'm more active on Instagram. That's Goro Toro as well, except no underscore. G-O-R-O-T-O-R-O. -O -O -O. Uh, follow me. I'll follow you back. I'll see you online. Let's get it. This was a blast, for real. I'm yeah. so glad that you could come through, Mike. Nice to meet yeah, you. Yeah, no, I appreciate, I appreciate you guys yeah, having me. It's really cool to meet yeah, sure, man. Let me know. Great. In the future, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go play Killer Instinct once I get the kids on tape. Yes. <laughs> Ultra combo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do it. Do Don't let your dreams right. be dreams. <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right. All right. All right. Okay. Guys. Yeah, so I'll see you. Uh, I'll see you guys at the next stage. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll, uh, see you around, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. Bye, everybody. Take care. Bye. 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 Au revoir.
<laughs> Adieu. <laughs> Adieu. <laughs>